man, and sport. A timeless means of entertainment. Some men hit home runs. Others are curb stumped. Some win Cy Youngs. Others get dunked on. Some men become MVPs. Others have 70 saves in a game. But your stats won't matter here. Here we discuss the issues. Search the hearts of men. And judge in vivid detail. Only raw takes will do. This is sports analysis. This is sports unchained. This is Sportico. You can find us on Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter, all at Sporticus Live. That's Sport I C U S Live. Sporticus Live. See you there. Go ahead and tell the people who you are, where you're from, what you do, and why you're doing it. Well, I'm Gil Cooter Jr. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. I work with the Turnbuckle Topics Network. I have my two radio shows. Well, I have my one radio show, and I'm on another one. I have Top of the Rope Wrestling Radio every Monday night on CBS Sports Radio, 1300 AM, out here in Baltimore. And then I'm on another show called Dialogues with my buddy Chris Miller on Friday nights at 6 p.m. on the same station. So I'm doing it because I'm lucky enough to do something that I that I love to do. And I get to share my opinion with folks and... Uh, attempts to be a voice of reason and most of the time i think i fail but i do my best <laughs> well speak speaking of doing what you uh love to do uh how was full gear how did you enjoy that it, it was a good show i mean it was an entertaining show to be at i think they put on a lot of a lot of really good matches i mean aew's wrestling never really disappoints as much uh as much crap as i give them <laughs> Their wrestling really never disappoints. I, I have to, I have to, uh, I can't take that away from them. But I will say this: it was a weird, and I, I texted with you about this a little bit. It yes. was a weird vibe in the arena, and what I mean by that is, a lot of the fans not only believe that they are fans of this promotion, but that they are in some way a part of it. Now, I'm not saying that fans yeah. aren't a part of wrestling because they no, are. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah. If they didn't, you know, if we didn't participate the way we participate, it wouldn't be the same, especially nowadays. I just think what, what's interesting to me is, I mean, there are moments in certain matches where every move would get a reaction from the crowd. And it was kind of, I mean, it was a power slam. I'm pretty sure you've seen that one before. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think it's now, I mean, if you're excited, you're excited. I don't want to take that away from me either. But 
it's just a combination of them acting like there are certain spots that they had never seen before when I knew they had seen them before. And then just, I mean, what I love is how they said there really isn't going to be a face heel dynamic anymore. It's just going to be who everybody likes. Yeah. Crowd has very clearly picked who their faces and heels are. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, they can't do that. They need to stop that shit immediately with saying stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, so it's, it was a good show. They did very well for themselves, but there, there's, it, it's the ultimate proof. I'll say this there, there's a very small portion of their fan base that is the ultimate proof. And there are people like this in WWE's fan base and, Pretty much everywhere except New Japan, where there there is no assess and react. They just react and stick with uh-huh. that. And I think that's kind of it. I mean, look, I, I was there. I went with a couple members of my network. They had an after party afterwards. We went to the after party. I was lo- out of nowhere. I won a door prize. I got to meet Peter Avalon. He couldn't have been a nicer guy. And... But And we talked to a bunch of AEW fans, and 99 out of 100 of them were just regular people that really like wrestling yeah. and were excited about something new. But one out of every 100 guys, I mean, there was a dude who walked past me that made really intense eye contact, and he just went, big <laughs> fears ratings, and just kept walking. I'm like, dude, it, like, just watch it. Just have fun. Like, what are you yeah. like, It's not, like, calm down, man. Like, it's. So it's um the, the, it was when I say a weird vibe, it was being caused by a very small amount of population, just like normal. But uh, it was there. I'll admit that. Now I, you remember, like early on when we when we first started uh, doing shows together, I told you that it was a very cult like atmosphere in there. Like you could, it was palpable. You could tell that something was like it was cool, but it was kind of off. Like. They seem some seem slightly disingenuous with their reactions. You know, it was like, hey, what do you mean? Like this guy next to me would kept saying at double or nothing, he kept saying this was better than all four WrestleManias he had been to. I was like, why the fuck <laughs> you paid so much money to WrestleMania? Like you like that didn't even make sense. I'm like, so you should have only went to one then is what you're saying. Like if it was that bad. Then you would have never went to another one. And I'm like, that's impossible. You have to see The Undertaker at like three out of the four of these, right? Actually, all four of them. Because he hadn't missed a uh, WrestleMania to this year. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, he had seen Undertaker at least three three out of four of those. So, I don't know what the guy, I don't know what the fuck the guy was talking about. He had seen The Undertaker <laughs> three times in his life. And I've yet to see The Undertaker. Or Brock Lesnar. That's two guys I need to see. Uh, but, yeah, I, you know, that crowd is there to get themselves over. They're there to watch a great wrestling show, and they get that. But if AEW gets over, they get over. And what's a large component about what people talk about? Oh, the fans. NXT had this atmosphere, and those fans are ruckus. And there's a thing about them being ruckus. If there's a blown spot, like we saw plenty of times, this week on uh, AEW Dynamite. It wasn't that the blown spots were that bad. It was enough of them, though. It was quite a bit. It was kind of a, a, a sloppy... Um, it was a sloppy few matches for them. Like uh, Not as a whole, but uh, when you flip it and shit like, all the time, when you flip it around and shit, you're going to mess up. It's bound to happen, and they just happen to do a lot of it, like with Cody's Power Slam. But they mm-hmm. turn 
This crowd, I saw this crowd turn on Pac and Omega on one slight botch. They are very reactive, like you said. Very, very reactive. And if they would turn on him, if they would turn on those two, two of the best wrestlers in the world, there's no telling what they would do. Like, Cody fucked up that power slam. It was bad. Like, if if they, if if they had had any string of bad luck after that, it would have been over for them. Like, they can't do more than two things wrong in a row. Guaranteed. Or you're going to see that crowd. They were already booing when they power slam. <laughs> booing. They didn't just go silent and say, whoa, they kind of messed up. That's the one thing about WWE crowds. Uh, they let you fuck up. They go, ooh, they get a little quiet. You know, and then you got a little room to kind of get back into your rhythm. They'll just get a little quiet. And then when you get back into your rhythm, they'll clap you in and they help you out. You know, that's not going to fucking happen in AEW. You fuck up. Like, because Marco Stunt fucked up a little bit. Man, they was about to let his ass have it. But luckily he got, he got, he, he, they redid the spot and he got it. Uh, Mm -hmm. And he just slipped on the rope a little bit, which literally I saw um, Ray Phoenix do it all out. And he didn't get nearly as much, but still, they 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 tried to get a little quiet on him too, just a little bit. But the Lucha Brothers are way more over than than um. Oh, they're actually yeah, SCU at this point, to be honest. Oh, oh man, the Luchas are my favorite. They're my favorite tag team in AEW right now. Those guys, the, are, they're fantastic. Yeah, they should have got the belts. They should have. I understand that SCU got them. I understand why. Uh, and. I'm going to ask you a question about that. Speaking of, um, now, Tony Khan said um, that, uh, and I have no, like, uh, actually, my buddies actually asked him. uh, They asked him about seeing um, diversity in the title picture. Like, Mm -hmm. when would it, pretty much, when are you going to make a black dude champion? Which, I'm going to be honest, I take issue with, because it's like, now you're putting them on the spot. Why can't it just happen organically? It happened organically with The Rock. Happened yeah. or- organically with Kofi. Can it happen organically? You know, uh, and then people say, well, they could have put some. There's no one else around the time of The Rock that you would have even given the belt to besides the people that had the belt. And way before then, everybody who had the belt in WWE and, and WCW, you name who could have been champion. None of those dudes are black. None of them. You know, you wouldn't even name somebody you would want other than the champions they chose, really. You know what I mean? Like, that's just kind of how it goes. They picked the right people at the time, and none of them happened to be black. And there were no black people remotely close. Now, we just saw Scorpio Sky pin Jericho. And uh, 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 Tony Khan said, oh, when it's happening, you won't even notice. Bullshit. I saw it coming millions of miles away because you got like three black people in the company. (laughs) <laughs> and then now, you know, yeah, I don't know why he would say something like that. Like, he's so fucking clever. No, you're not. Stop. Just just say, yeah, we got some people lined up. Just say that. And Scorpio Sky, he's one of them. He has to be because he's ext- extremely talented. And he can get the rub pretty easily. Do you think that that's going to happen naturally? Can you can you see that naturally occurring? Or do you do you see him even getting the belt? Or do you see him just challenging for it? Well, I, I, if it, if it's going to happen sooner rather than later, I just see him challenging for it. If there's going to be some more time in between, I could see him winning it. The thing is, AEW seems unwilling to abandon certain things. Like, for example, 
if you and I were on AEW's... Can I stop you right there? Real quick, real quick. What? Certain things, but they damn sure abandoned that women's division. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That's another conversation. Yeah. They are not willing to abandon certain things. If you and I were on AEW's booking committee, and for let's say they gave us this task. They said, hey, how do we set up Scorpio to, to go after and potentially have a run with the world title? Well, you and I would go, well, first decision, do we keep him with SCU or not? And my first, my first call would say no, whether he walks away voluntarily and it's all respectful or whether they turn on him or he turns on them or whatever. But uh, the first thing would be, do we get him out of SCU? And more than likely, the answer to that is yes. I don't think AEW would be willing to do that. Now, granted, WWE didn't have Kofi Kingston leave New Day when he won the title, and that worked just fine. So I'm not saying that that's not possible, but believe it or not, that's why I would think about it. Because if he went after it and he won it while he's in a group of three, I would say people are just going to say, we're doing what they did with Kofi Kingston. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah they could uh, yeah you know so let, let's make sure we can put a little different twist on it here and there because i think talent wise he is absolutely capable of holding a title maybe even a world title at some point absolutely uh i, I think he could he could be a great single star at some point so uh, or even now actually i think he could do it he just happens to be an scu so uh, i wouldn't have an issue with it uh with them putting it on him but right now, I would say he's going to challenge for it and not win it because not only is Jericho the smart call to be their champion right now, but he's a very good one. I mean, forget you still got it. This guy's never yeah. going to lose it. So so my, sec- my follow-up question is, um, well, I got to say something before it. Um, now, Tony Khan alluded that this would happen before the year's out. He was like, oh, it's going to happen by, you know, it. It won't even be January, and this will happen. So we saw, we saw uh, Scorpio Sky pin Jericho. Cool. So he's always got that over his head. The first man to pin Jericho in AEW was Scorpio Sky. I see that. Cool. I like that story. Uh, I won't. I don't want them to go to the well that too much because it was a fucking tag team match. So it's kind of stupid, but whatever. You know, a tag team match Jericho should have never even had. Well, at least with the titles on the line. To be honest, uh, we'll. Maybe we'll get to that in a little bit because he registered as a tag team and then he, but he wrestled two unregistered tag teams and then registered and he got a title shot because he was two and oh, get the fuck out. None of that makes sense. Just say you're doing it because you fucking feel like it. Like I accept <laughs> that better than, ah, uh, you know, we know the, the numbers and get the fuck out of it. But is it? Is is Scorpio Sky just challenging for it enough to appease the people who wanted this push? Because they say, well, where's your where where when are we gonna get someone black challenging for the title? Pretty much, you know. Uh that's what it was. I mean, I hate to boil it down to that, but it was or 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 brown, I guess. I don't know what no, they're not gonna have Pentagon challenging for the title because he's a heel too. But um <clears throat> is it not is it enough time for that to even be natural? Especially considering the tag team bullshit I just told you. <laughs> I, I mean, at this moment, seven weeks into your company, no. Uh, I, it's 
And and it's not not just for that type of storyline, for any type of storyline, really. Mm. Nothing has had enough time to marinate successfully. Even Cody and Jericho seemed a little forced at some point. It was very forced. Very forced. Nothing has enough time to do this. So, I mean, I knew that their first pay-per-view, if it was this soon after they after they started the TV deal, I knew that that would uh, it would all some of it would seem a little, you know, rush. uh, Yeah, right. Yeah, rush is a good word for it. So uh, I think some of it would. I think the only one that really didn't was Moxley and Omega. They sold that very well. But uh, other than that. Yeah, a lot of them seem pretty rushed. So um, to to answer your question, I will say that no, not enough time has passed for the Scorpio Sky story to happen organically. But uh, at the same time, I don't think enough time has passed for any of for any of them to. Yeah. So uh, I, if, if if for example, if their pay per view, if Full Gear wasn't on the ninth, and it was two Saturdays from now, that I think that would have been a better decision. But I do understand you want to get that first pay per view under your belt somewhat quickly. I do get that. Yeah. But if it were it's what a rating from now, it would make sense. <laughs> no, I I think they just did that really just for their ratings. Like you know, do this quick build and do, they're doing a lot of little tricks that just they're great for a short term, and they could possibly parlay them into a uh, long term. But you know, I I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not sure they got to have a really solid game plan, and their game plan right now isn't it's it's not sustainable. Right? And, and you can see it because you can see it with the AEW women's division. How is it sustainable when it's not even? I, and, and 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 granted, they definitely haven't had a ton of time to do anything. But Kenny, like you said, uh, Omega Moxley was fine. Uh, Jericho's and Cody is rushed, but it's not too rushed. They also rushed the MJF thing. Like, if they just play it out, if they if they had done kind of what most people wanted them to do, I mean, cool, Jericho's a good champion, but if they went with Hangman or MJF as champ, then you could let a lot of things breathe because then you could bring in the inner circle relatively, uh, and you could just let them unfold, and then you could just see that happen. And Cody would naturally pop up as a, a challenger. Like, if we're looking at, if it's February and we're here, I think that's way better. You know, I think things are moving fast. If if we if it's February and we're here with a Cody and Jericho match, but I think that's perfect. I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you got if you had a Hangman or MJF as as champ, people might say, "Oh, well, they they lack star power." Well, that's why you tell stories. That's why you make them stars. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, and um, they haven't that we know they haven't been doing that at all. They cut more promos. But Darby Allen saying I accept isn't a promo. It's something. At least they gave someone other than uh, Jericho, MJF, and Cody a fucking microphone in the ring. I mean, Moxley. You know, all the guys who are definitely good at the mic stuff, they give them that. But I want somebody who's terrible up there to show me whether or not they can do it. Where are their Cinder Alexanders at? Where are their Dana Brooks? Like, because they show themselves. They're going to show themselves eventually. And I think you need to sink or swim, man. Roman Reigns showed himself to be awful on the mic. And 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 the less he does, the better he looks. When he finally does get a mic, he doesn't seem so bad. That's because we hadn't seen him cut a promo in like six months, like literally six months. So his SmackDown promo seemed not so bad. 
but he didn't get to even cut one last week. You know, he he was late to the arena. Oh, whatever, whatever they could think of to fuck. They had Baron Corbin sell their entire match, which he can do. But then people say, oh, Baron Corbin's lame and he shouldn't be in that spot. And I'm like, well, Roman can't sell his own match. But, well, also, so, Bar- yeah. Baron Corbin is a phenomenal heel. And yeah. you referring to him as lame and everything is to, to me is just proven that he's good at what he does. He is the classic annoying heel that you just yeah. can't stand. Like MJF. Like MJF. And that's you know, that's my yeah. whole point. Like even Baron Corbin's even Baron Corbin's sink or swim, you know, and he and, and he, he was swimming, you know. Mm-hmm. He's like Michael Phelps in the stuff. You <laughs> know, and, and, and people can talk about his in ring all they want. That's that's not everything though. Because John Cena was the one of the greatest, if not the greatest, uh, talker of all time? It's, I mean, it's kind of close, he's definitely up there, but like his in ring, we know it wasn't that great, but that's fine. I mean, when it came down to it, he could, you know, he'd wrestle an AJ Styles or Daniel Bryan or CM Punk and have a great match. So when you needed him, he could be carried as long as he was carryable, he was fine, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just when you got to Orton and Kane matches where you know, you. <laughs> It was just gonna be super boring, you know. But I mean, you don't have to worry about that stuff in AEW. So they need to build more characters up. And I, I, I'll disagree with you on this though. I don't think that Scorpio Sky should leave SCU until he has the title, and I mean almost immediately after, like at his first title defense, because because there's the inner circle in Jericho. Let's say he gets it. I don't know, fucking December, right? Let's say Christmas Day he gets it. Uh, <clears throat> And, you know, he's he's going to need Christopher Daniels and Kazarian to, you know, uh, take out the the other members of or at least a couple members of uh, the inner circle. Maybe Cody will help him with something like that. But, you know, and it's cool. And they can lift him up and stuff like that. And then afterwards, you can get your 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 Triple H moment, your Triple H and Batista moment where, you know, Christopher Daniels give him the thumbs down and Frankie Kazarian you know, challenges him for the title and they oust him from SCU and Kazarian loses, you know, like, and, and in that way he's on his own from then, from then on and people try to pick on him and you got like, you got MJF, you got Pac and stuff like, like that's, I think that's how you would build that up. You, you keep them together only until he gets it. And then, then you immediately split them, you know? And so I, I, I think that's the best way to do that. But um, I think, I think the tag division's fine. I think they've been, Doing some great things. Uh, shout out to uh, Sean Dean. He was one of the minions. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I was supposed to get out of the way. Who gives a fuck? You know, they did listen. I'll, I'll bring that up, too. Uh, they did listen about the wardrobe of Dark Order because the big guy, I don't know his name. I mean, the big guy was just, that was not the right ring attire. I'll just say that. <laughs> you know, it, it, it was unflattering in every way. It didn't, even, it didn't have anything to do with just his body type. I mean, that was definitely one of the things, if you wanted to harp on that, but it was just terrible. You know, it was like lime green and shit, like lime green and brown. It was like, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't even remember what, I, I threw that shit to the farther, the farthest regions of my mind, dude. I don't remember what he wore, but it was fucking awful. And now I was like, the minions are pretty much butt naked, right? So you can see any distinguishable tattoo on them. And I was like, so I'm going to know, like, if this big time dude that they want to push, I'm like, no, you were a fucking minion. Get over there. Like, <laughs> I, I don't get, you're not a big time star. You were a fucking minion, bro. 
So they, they put them in full body suits. And I'm like, good. I'm like, keep them in full body suits. You know, and, that, and it makes it easier for them to move around in the dark, too, you know, because you got a white dude out there that's pasty as shit. You know, Seamus can't be a minion. He's got tattoos and he's pasty. You can't have Seamus out there, bro, or or Paige. You know, I don't want to be sexist. You can have Paige out there. We're going to know it's Paige. You know, she's going to look like a fucking glow stick out there. So, yeah, it's just a good idea to put them in all black. That way you can move them with crew and stuff like that. And what I, I think the Dark Order, to be honest, is one of their biggest acts, or potentially their biggest act. Uh, I think they got to lose them. I think they're like fucking three and five. Um, yeah, they've, yeah. They, they, they've stacked up a couple wins lately, but I, I mean, I, I just personally, from as a fan, I am just not a fan of the Dark Order. I'm just not. Uh, they, they haven't done enough to get over with me. I mean, I, I get the concept of it, but you know, it's some big dude in a mask that's trying to be foreboding, and then there's just some dude with him. Like, I, okay, you know. <laughs> what would I mean, help you get into them? It, it it would would if they actually spoke words on the television screen. <laughs> would that, or if someone gave them a microphone so you didn't speak, would that help you? Well, I mean, they they one of they find one of them finally did speak. Evil Uno finally did speak. Yeah, he, yeah, to, he was trying he to get Marco stunt, but the problem is he didn't stick. To me, at least, it didn't sound like what I expected that character to sound like. He just me talked neither. like a regular guy. And I'm like, so hey, you want to join us, Kyle? So, <laughs> so, so is your gimmick that you like to dress like that and that's it? Like, no. Like, if, you, if you're going to play it, play it. Like, don't, you know, I, I you know, just, I, it gave me this image of Bray Wyatt just being like, yes, hey, what's going on? Like, no, <laughs> like, that's not like, yes. I, if, if you want to play the gimmick, play the gimmick. And I, I, again, I kind of see what they're, what they're trying to do. And it's, it just doesn't, some of it just doesn't really sit well. I don't know. Cause, cause then jungle boy stepped up and acted exactly like I thought jungle boy would. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, that's how you play the character that you are. I, I get it. I just don't, yeah, they they just the Dark Order has never really been been. My, I don't know as far as tag teams go. They're no, they're <clears> at the bottom of my AEW list of uh, you know. Put, put they're the guilty Brothers pleasure. Yeah, put 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 the Lucha Brothers up top. Put Private Party up there. SCU. Yeah. You know, even the Hybrid Two I like better than the Dark Order. I but, really like Hybrid Two. I really I, I, I like see Jack Evans go solo. That's yes, that man, he, he would be such an yeah. amazing, annoying heel. He would be so cruiserweight, good. man. They need a yeah. cruiserweight division or X yeah, division. They just yeah. need to have one just so they can focus on doing a lot of the flips and stuff there and then tell the story elsewhere. That's what TNA did. And it was fucking amazing. They said, mm-hmm. look, we'll have one division for all the sizzle. Everything you want to see. As far as flips and all that other stuff, we have a specific division for it. And that X division was the most over thing in all of wrestling for years. I mean, and to this day, if you if if I could choose, if I had to choose the best matches I've ever seen, uh, a lot of them are X division matches. If, if I just had to pick blind, like, OK, you got to pick, you got 10 seconds. I'm picking all X division shit from TNA. Why not? Why not? I mean, you you know you're not going to lose there. Like, sure, you're going to miss out on a lot of heavyweight matches, and you're not going to see Stone Cold. or Rock. Who gives a fuck? Like, no. <laughs> you know, I'm going to get to see Petey Williams and, all, and AJ Styles and shit and Christopher Daniels. 
yeah, I would pick that division over all. I'd pick that wrestling over everything in life, even ECW, all of it. But, yeah, I, you know, the Dark Order, is a, they're a guilty pleasure of mine because I see that gimmick as the actual best thing in all of AEW. They hadn't done it right, though, obviously. But if they're not a joke and they're 7-0 and and maybe they're your tag team champions, or let's say they're 6-1, and they lose to SCU in the finals, right? Uh, and you can still have Lucha Bros be still prominent. But let's say they decimate people. The Minions gimmick gives them this power that they should be using very differently. The lights go off. You should have half the fucking crowd one day be Minions, right? And then you just have them display power instead of using it all the time. That way, you know, like The Fiend. They should be booked like The Fiend. Exactly like The Fucking Fiend. They pop up, they whoop your ass, and that's what they were doing. But the pro the problem was they didn't uh we didn't know who Dark Order was. It was just some weird dude and with his belly out, you know, and, and some half-naked dudes that just popped up. And like wrestling got weird. You know how they say wrestling's weird? Like everybody who's a non-wrestling fan is like just dude in underwear. Like that's when it was like, ah. It's just dudes in underwear. Yeah. <laughs> they pulled back that curtain for me. I was like, oh, I can't, no suspension of disbelief. But honestly, I think book correctly, they're the fiend. I mean, and I know, I, I trust me, the fiend is one of the most over things in all of wrestling today. So much so that Fox demanded this guy. You know, they wanted him over Brock Lesnar. I, I mean, they want pro wrestling gimmicks. I get it. But I mean, correct me if I'm wrong on that. Do you not see them being booked like the the fiend and just being I mean, I, huge? I, I think I think that would I would I think that would make a lot more sense than what they're doing. I think um, you know, I, AEW really likes the concept of of numbers being power, which I'm not saying that it's not. It is in pro wrestling. It always has been, but they like to be very overt with things. They like you. They like them to face off and then run at each other. They like it to be very overt. And I, yeah. I agree with you. I think the Dark Order should not be that way. I think it should be, you know, the lights go out and they'll pop up. All right. You know, I, I think that would be a better look for them. So if they really want to pull off this Dark Order type thing, I think that's, uh, that, 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 that would work better for them than having them, you know, attack people while they are looking at them. I think that would be a better look. <laughs> yeah. Now, how do you feel about... Uh... People saying that these last two episodes of AEW weren't that good. Um, a lot of people and a lot of critics, a lot of fans online were saying, well, I didn't really enjoy the shows, the the, the, the go home show. And then the um, show they came back from after at the full gear, they, they didn't they said they weren't as enjoyable, that they were the worst of the television shows. Well, what do you I think about that? I would agree with that, but not in as extreme of a way as people are putting it. I mean, I'm not, I, you and I have never been fans of the reaction of, you know, oh, this show didn't live up to my expectations. And then the way we tweet about it is it was trash. Like, no, like it's, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a decent enough wrestling show. The thing is that shiny new toy facade is starting to slip away. Like we all knew it would. And now you got to go week for week on this thing. And they're still winning ratings. I really don't know how much that matters because once the long haul hits, you're you're up against the champ. So we'll see how that works. But yeah. I, I just, uh, yeah, the, I mean, they haven't been what they've normally been. 
But at a certain point, they were going to fall into a into some sort of regular pattern, and it appears it's starting to happen. And I, you know, I'm not upset about it. I just don't, you yeah. know, you, you you can't. There's, it's not as as shiny new as you think it would be. You know, I mean, even at full gear, for example, when Christopher Daniels came back dressed as as Pentagon Junior, that was a pretty cool moment, a pretty cool idea. Yeah. The thing is, when it happened, I was like, oh, so Christopher Daniels is back. They, not, they, they've already done it before. It's not yeah. some. It's not some new guy I've never seen before. Christopher it Daniels was, is back. Okay, and like for example, here's an opinion. Uh, here's an opinion. Uh, here, let me let me do the the Twitter thing. Hold on. Unpopular <laughs> opinion. The the debut of who who the heck was the cat Wardlow? Yes, of Wardlow. I thought it was terrible because you pump this guy up. For quite some time, you gave him some pretty big promotions, and he's just gonna walk out as a guy in a suit that helps out, and everyone's saying it was a perfect way to do it. The problem is, it it took me five minutes into the attack for me to realize who the hell he was. <laughs> yeah, like, no, like you couldn't give him some music and have him run out real quick. You had to have him just rant. Like I, I guess I understand it. Or, or maybe next Wednesday, MJF will fully introduce him or something. But yeah, I, I don't know. As, as if you want no, you're this, right. This big pop and shiny new deal. Don't just have him kind of be there, and ha- because if you can't hear commentary, if you were a live fan when that happened, I, I don't know how much of it you really got. If you can't hear commentary, you're gonna miss. Yeah, you're gonna miss the big parts of it. So I, I feel like that's always been a big thing for me is. That I feel like AEW has, uh, they've done okay with it, but they could do better, is for the live audience that can't hear commentary, that you don't, you know, to make sure that you don't really need commentary to understand what's going on. Well, and, they don't even tell stories. They Nobody cuts the promo, so we don't know shit. Like, <laughs> we don't know a motherfucking thing. Like, it's, it's really irritating. And a lot of people are starting to say, hey, I don't actually know who's what and what's going on. And a lot of fans, like actual fans, like with the Riho and um, Emmy match, um, uh-huh. Cody was on a conference call and he said, oh, you guys don't even know this, uh, the big backstory. Uh, you know, you guys should know the 13 year history between. You didn't tell us, asshole. Yeah, yeah, you have exactly. two fucking hours. You've had six shows. I don't know how many fucking hours that is. I don't care. I don't care. I know I can do quick math. I don't give a fuck. That's not the point. I don't want to do the math. I want him to tell me what the fuck he's supposed to tell me because it's his job. Cody, tell me about the 13 years. Oh, well, let's give Kenny Kenny Omega uh, some stats and he'll retweet those or something. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. And yeah. that, that brings me to, I and prematurely, but that brings me to this women's division. I like the I like the story with Awesome Kong and Brandy. It should have been going on from the beginning. Maybe I, they didn't come up with it, but that that I agree with a hundred percent. That should have been because, going on from day one. Yeah, because it would have been the background story. It would have had Brandy kind of at the center, but like, but where she needs to be as a manager, it would have been fine. She's one to know. By the way, I'm not a fuck. That's a thing, but she's one to know. Uh huh. Who she beat a fucking broomstick. Um, that's got what I think it was that it was at the fight for the fallen show. Oh, Allie, really? Yeah, uh, that so. is her one and all. Yeah. yeah, and then they got Allie out there cutting the promo. Fuck you, 
Brandy beat you. You're trash to us now. You see what I mean? Like, that's trash. Speaking of trash, I, I got to jump back real quick. Just one second. Warlow's going to lose to fucking Cody. So who cares that he debuted? He's going to lose to Cody like everyone does. <laughs> he, he's going to lose to him. So he's gonna, they're going to fuck him up as another heel, right? They're going to fuck up another heel when they should have had Sean Spears winning this whole time. Now he's in a shit feud with Joey Janela. And, wow. And I, yeah. I, I mean, look, I mean, Sean Spears to me, uh, you know, I know I, you hate I, I, I do it on my show all the time. <laughs> Whenever I talk about him, I fall asleep on the mic. Like he's he he's probably the most boring wrestler today. Uh, and as far as Joey Janela, um, I, I I I like Joey Janela. I think he can prove he can be a, a for real wrestler. I think uh, the, the the death match is his niche, but I think he can prove he can do other things. And this is an interesting way for them to go about it. But um, I don't, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, to get back to the women's division, like you mentioned, real real fast. I mean, yeah, right now it is a. I mean, you and I have been saying it forever that they should write Tessa a blank check. But now I don't think they're going to have that opportunity because Impact nope. is back on TV and Tessa is at the top of the company, not the women's yep. division, the company. She's feuding for the big one, so uh, I don't think they have that opportunity. So right now it's kind of Britt Baker or bust, really. Um, now, and that's a bust anyway. I'm just gonna say. I I I think it has potential to be a bust. Yeah. I I, I will say this about the Emmy Sakura and Riho match being there in person. They wrestled it very well, and then the little promo they had before was decent enough. And you know they had Kenny try to sell it kind of. But you're right. They didn't. If it's this long of a of a history, they sh- they should have told the story they didn't actually should have told it from should have told it from double or nothing should have been telling it from double or nothing yeah yeah everything they've told since double or nothing has been fine because that's when that was their official official thing everybody saw it everybody that was when they got everybody on board and then somehow they lost their way and it was like oh well we got fighter fest no don't just Fuck off Fighter Fest, because people said it was terrible. I'm, I'm not, I really agree. It was the worst of their shows, I guess. But I, I don't agree that it was terrible. But No, <clears throat> it, it, it wasn't the worst of their shows. It wasn't great, but it was. Fight for the yeah. Fallen was the worst of their shows. Yeah, 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 that but, one, that one. Yeah. I, I get them confused, because they both got two Fs in there. Fight for the Fallen, Fighter <laughs> Fest, Final Fantasy V, Fuck Fest. What is this? I feel like fucking Daffy Duck. <laughs> saying all like, you know, I mean, but it's a lot of alliteration. It's a ton of it. It's too much. No, but um, yeah, their women's division needed to start from double or nothing. And I'll give them this: they did have uh, a monkey wrench kind of thrown into their plans, but they recovered from that pretty pretty easily. I mean, maybe they were going to give Kylie Ray the the, the the belt, and then it doesn't matter. Here's the thing. We all saw from the very beginning that they were setting Britt Baker up to be the face of the women's division. They, they couldn't hide that for a fucking second. She's the first person that signed fine. Kylie Ray was miles ahead of her in terms of being over. When they introduced Kylie Ray, people were enamored with her. You know, mm-hmm. people were like, oh, who the hell is this? Oh, yeah, I like her. You know, when she had that red dress on in, in Vegas. Yeah, everybody was in love. Everybody had fell in love with her. She was. You know, she was the face of their division at that very moment. 
Now, I have my own personal narrative going on in my head. I won't speak that into existence or out loud, even on my show. And I am going to call Jordan Miles certain terms that other people weren't. <laughs> so, so believe me when I tell you, I'm definitely not going to say this on, on, on any type of media, okay? Like, I might have said it, but I, I'm not going to say it here anyway. Um, but yeah, I, you know, um, I, I, do, I do have it on good authority that uh, AEW had nothing to do with Kylie Ray's uh, 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 release. Like, absolutely nothing. There was no nefarious means at all. It's kind of crazy that I, I actually have a fucking source that can tell me there was nothing like that. Uh, so that's great because that's not something you want to root for because if they're an evil company too, hiding stuff, then, you know, I don't want them to fail. I don't want them to succeed. And we should hope that they fail. But it's good that they're not, you know, it's, it's, as far yeah. as what we know. But anyway, Britt Baker has had rough starts to her matches. Uh, she's been she's been the most featured person, and she's in their vid- vignettes and all this stuff. You know, not Riho, not their champion. Yeah, Britt Baker, true. you know, not, the champion, not their champion, Baker. Right. So I already saw it coming that they whoever got the belt first, if it wasn't Britt Baker, they were just not going to push them into Britt Baker got not to push push that whole division to Britt Baker gets the championship, and then they're going to line her line them up like she's fucking Hulk Hogan. Oh, she's going to beat the alley. Ooh, ooh, B Priestley. Ooh, Jamie Hayter. Wow, she's going to be awesome Kong. Okay, that's I, a good. One. I I have to be honest. That would be. One thing that would be very cool for me to see uh, if they do line them up for Brit, like you mentioned, is I would love to see Nyla Rose just literally destroy her. Like, that would just be fantastic yeah. if that's how they ended it. Like, uh, Brit has a run, and then here comes Nyla Rose, and they I would be okay with her. that. And they yeah. build it up for two or three months and they kind of give it some time to marinate and everything. And no, but I mean like full on like Lesnar over Cena at SummerSlam. Like right. just see? absolutely see? Wait, wait, wait. squash her. Right there. You already proved the point that Kofi's wasn't the worst squash ever. Right there. I've been telling people that. <laughs> Cena, is, Cena is supposed to be their GOAT and he will be. And they trounced his ass. On, uh, for all of us, they made a T-shirt out of him getting squashed. Kofi's is just a sad memory, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Cena got a shirt made and a phrase. He's still wearing <laughs> Suplex City shirts, man. And then he called him a bitch. I mean, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, no, that would be great. That would be fucking amazing if that happened because that would put Nyla over immediately, and that's what they need is for these people to be over immediately. People yeah. saying, oh, well, you got to take time to develop all of this stuff. I'm like, well, they had since Double or Nothing. Actually, since All all In to get stuff going in a way. I mean, and when they, they were trying to feature Britt Baker there. They was like, oh, she's the hottest new thing. And I, and I, 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 you know, certain stuff sticks in your mind when they try. When people try to play you, you just know. You know, mm-hmm. and they, they've been trying to play us with this Britt Baker shit. And then Cody, te- he, he, he tweets out that she's got the flu. I'm like, okay, but she's going to she's gonna wrestle. She's, she's got the full-blown flu. She's a warrior. I don't know if you saw that at all, but I'm like, hey, nigga, that, uh, and she's a, a doctor? How, how's that not <laughs> against your Hippocratic oath, man, to fucking, <laughs> got that coffee? You're sweating. 
right? You're sweating. Her move is the the uh lock is lockjaw when she puts her fingers in your mouth. <laughs> Nigga, are you serious? Like, I mean, does that sound right? My wife is in the medical uh field, and I'm like, she's like, oh, I was like, she got the flu. She was like, oh, she's putting her hands in her mouth. I was like, yep. She's backstage. She's not quarantined. She's sweating and dripping all of it's forget all forget just everybody else because they don't have the flu yet, right? Do you really give a fuck about Britt Baker if you're putting her out there with the flu? I want to go out there. No, you might as well have a concussion, right? Like, yeah. and people, well, don't let Michael Jordan out there. Don't then, don't. His was the stomach flu, very different. It wasn't a contagious flu. Like, hers was full-blown flu, ain't the stomach flu, you know? So that yeah. was, I think that was really irresponsible on him. And rumor has it he deleted it. I didn't see it. I don't follow Cody because... You know, I know he came out there at the uh, full gear and gave you the rah rah speech, huh? Didn't he? Uh, I mean, if if he did, I wasn't there for it. Um, he did. I, he always does. I, I, I rally I, the truth. As soon as as soon as Moxley and Omega was over, I I rolled out. Um, so uh, if he did it, I wasn't there for it. So. All 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 the crowds is missing is white robes and Kool Aid. <laughs> That's all they're missing, bro. I'm telling you, they're drinking it. They yeah. But, like, no, um, back to this women's division. Um, besides Tessa and uh, Jordan Grace, uh-huh. and damn, there was uh, somebody else. Somebody had mentioned uh, uh, Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. Um, besides those three, who do you think that they could add that would have some sort of star power that could help them out? In, um, maybe not immediately because they're so fucked. It, it won't happen immediately, but like, they could help them out in the next month at least. Uh, man, that, that's interesting because even the three that you mentioned, I don't know how likely that is because, you know, Thunder Rosa seems pretty settled uh, in NWA. Yeah. By the way, quick shout out to her. Every time I tweet about NWA, she retweets me. Um, if you're listening, please come be on my show. Um, but uh, I, I and even Jordan Grace and Tessa at Impact right now, it seems like they really don't have a reason to go anywhere uh, themselves. So not at all. I, I don't. I, that's a really good question. I mean, other than some potential WWE rejects that have been at the bottom of the of the totem pole <laughs> for too long, and I don't. I don't know think they want that. that. Any, I don't know if that would do anything for them. So I, I don't know. That's a, Dana Brooke. That's a tough call. So I <laughs> I, I, I don't know if Dana would be would be anything to save the division. I think she would be no. she would be a nice shot in the arm for it. I think they would I will book. S- I think they would book her. Because they know she can wrestle and they can depend on her as soon as she shows up. I know that. But um, I don't know. I mean, the, 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 their, their problem isn't finding new talent. Their problem right now is they don't know how to use what they got. I mean, I mentioned this on my show. Sadie Gibbs, who they, they promoted him just like they did Wardo. They promoted this guy. Yep, this yep. And yep. they gave her all this. She came over from the U.K. She's got all the potential in the world. And then you're going to have her debut in a four-way match on the YouTube show and lose. No. If you want to get them over, you, what, what is it with them having people lose their debut matches? I, I don't no, know, man. That is it's like losing your hometown match. Procedure. I, I don't understand that. Like, that's as obvious as it is. I know it's obvious booking. Everyone knows it's obvious booking. But it's what you have to do. I mean, I see that because yeah. the, the things that happen close enough together where I can compare them is Sadie Gibbs 
debuts in a four-way match on the YouTube show and loses. And then WWE's closest one was in NXT UK, and they debut A-Kid, their new hotshot from Spain, and he debuts against Cassius Ono and wins. Yeah. And then Tyler Bate comes out to help him after Cassius attacks him because he's mad he lost. That's how you debut somebody. You don't just throw him in a four-way and have him lose. That's not, yeah. no. Or, or you can do this. If you're going to have them lose, like um, 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 when, 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 these, when these guys were being introduced, Angel Garza and um, mm-hmm. Humberto Carrillo, when they were yeah. introduced to main roster, it's, it's crazy. It's now main roster now. But, yep. yeah, Humberto was wrestling before, but when he was first on Raw, he wrestled Steph Rollins. Yeah. The fucking champ. Yes. Let him lose to the champ. He needs to. He shouldn't be beating him. That's stupid. Yeah. And then he lost to the fucking champ, AJ Styles. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he's still feuding with him. That's how you can debut a guy with a loss because he's losing to the fucking champion. Everyone else he's going to beat. You know? Uh, mm-hmm. Angel Garza. Yeah, he, he lost to uh, Champa. Okay? And then he lost to, which was the former champ, and he had his belt taken away, which kind of means he's still the champ. But, um... Uh, <clears throat> And then he lost to the fucking champ, Leo Rush. Like, yeah. lose to champions. You can lose to champions in your debut. That's crazy. Like, it's it's just, it's crazy that you even got that shot to debut against the champion. Like, when Cena uh, lost against Kurt Angle. Yeah. I'll, he wasn't a champion at the time, but he fucking lost to Kurt freaking Angle. Yeah. And The Undertaker, you know, helped him out with that. Yeah, well, here's the thing. There's one phrase that needs to come up when you see somebody debut, but it depends on how you say it. And that phrase, quite frankly, is, who the fuck is that? Now, (laughs) it depends on how you say it. If you say it as, who the fuck is that? Yeah. That that didn't go well. If it (laughs) ends with, who the fuck is this kid? Like, when Cena debuted, (laughs) this, this dude in tights with the Tyson kid haircut walks up, and smacks Kurt Angle in the face. And Ruthless aggression. Started. Everybody was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, yeah. who is this guy that just slapped Kurt Angle in the face? Like, it was just, and, and I, don't, I don't see that in AEW debuts. I don't. They just, they're just kind of there. Oh, or this is their first match. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but this idea of trying to keep everyone on the same level, it doesn't work. It's fifty-fifty booking. Wrestling is meant to be. It's not the only one who's keeping that alive right now is Jericho. I mean, he's and thank goodness he is. It's fifty-fifty booking, man. Like the people who are winners over there, like it doesn't really even matter. Like I looked at their records and it was fucking sad. Hangman Page, okay, well he's a winner, and 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 guess what? Sean Spears, well until. I don't know, until you, <laughs> Wednesday, you know, to Wednesday, he was at four and two. Mm-hmm. Now he's at four and three. It's like, dude, they, it's 50-50 booking all over the fucking place. Case in point, at full gear, you saw Pac and Hangman, and Hangman won. Oh, Sounds God. great. Until the next fucking day. Yeah. Well, next show, sorry. Just yeah. like WWE does, they booked that same match again. Yes, it was good. That didn't fucking matter. People can say, oh, I skipped it because I've fucking seen it. But then instead of of the same outcome, instead of beating him twice like he should, which makes sense, 
you know, Pac wins, and now it's 50-50 booking. They are um, no better than WWE. They do the same shit because it's wrestling. Yeah. You know? No, it's wrestling. I, I mean, their, their match at full gear, though, real quick, I have to bring this up. Because, yeah. you know, Hangman came out before and he said, I'm going to do some certified cowboy shit. Yeah. And he wrestled. I, please, I, I want to make this very clear. He wrestled the same match he always <laughs> wrestled. And I'm, so you're going to sit here and talk about and then do the same shit you always do. Dude, he got a shirt made that says cowboy. Like he has merch yeah. that on it. And all you're going to do is wrestle the same. Like, dude, uh, I'm sorry. But for some reason, that didn't compute to me. You can't wrestle the same match after you make that kind of statement. You can't. And he did. He wrestled the same match he always does. Yeah, which is always good. It's just that it's not a level. It's not to the level where it needs to be. Pac has levels to where, I mean, on on any given day, he'll be better than Kenny Omega. That's how fucking good he is. He will be better than Kenny Omega randomly. You'll be like, really? Yes. Like, I mean, shit, he beat him in their match. He did. I mean, I, I get it. Kenny is not, he's not New Japan Kenny, but I want to say this about Kenny Omega. He'll never go back to as good as he, he'll never be as good as he was when he had the white streak in his hair. Same thing <laughs> with, with Seth, Seth Rollins, when he had the blonde streak. When they were on the, when they were heels and they were freshly turned, when, when Kenny Omega had that brand new U.S. title that was literally made just for him, you know, um, yeah. they can say whatever the fuck they want. That's bullshit. That was to boost him up and make him who he was supposed to always be, which he became. But mm-hmm. he's never going to be in his prime like that ever again. Is he is he physically capable of doing most of the same things? Absolutely. But like there was just a charisma to him that turned every head in the world on Kenny Omega with that United States title. And he'll never get back to it. And nobody's willing to accept that at all. He'll never be that. That's fine, though. I'm okay with it. I've accepted it. I mean, I don't want to see him in WWE, but at this point, I don't even want to see him in AEW. You know where I want to see him? Impact. You know where I want to see <laughs> Pentagon? Impact. I want to see Kenny in there with Sammy Callahan cutting promos. Kenny and Callahan would be great for that fucking title. Yeah. I, I, I mean, uh, Impact has something that they've been doing that nobody has been paying any real attention to. I, I shouldn't say nobody. Uh, mainstream media. Now, yeah. I got one bone to pick with them. Just one. Sammy Callahan is the guy that said, hey, I'll be, I'll be the resident heel for a very long time. I mean, he could, he could probably turn face and be great, too. Uh, in fact, I think he will. But, <clears throat> but that's way down the line. But he was the guy that said, yeah, I'll wrestle Tessa Blanchard. Not that it was a, a task or a feat for him to do so. But my point is, this was still something that was pretty... You know, it, it it wasn't something that's mainstream. Not everybody wanted to see it. Not everybody was sold on it. But Sammy Callahan's like, yeah, man, let's do it. I, I'll wrestle Tesla. Let's do this. Now, he finally gets the championship, and what do they do? As soon as the, the cage ain't even up yet from him. Mm-hmm. He, he, you know, the title ain't even freshly out of Brian Cage's hands and into Sammy Callahan's before Tesla shows up. And I'm like, look, bro. You better have Tesla lose and then 
Have her go for the X Division, you know, take the whole back way around the long route to it. Have her win the X Division Championship and then come all the way back up. Because Sammy Callahan in 2018 was up there with Seth, Kenny, uh, Pentagon, all of those guys, Brian Cage, all of these fucking people. And he deserves to have a fucking decent reign before they take that title off of him. I don't give a fuck who it is or <laughs> what the fuck they're doing. You see what I mean? He needs his he needs his due. He needs it. Give him this reign and make Tessa come the long way with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't have an objection to that. Sure. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, but and that, that's a bit pissing me off about it. You know, you know, yeah, uh, no, I, I hear that. But, uh, you know, if a company feels like the iron's hot, that's when they're going to strike. And that's probably what they're going to do. But I do agree with you. Uh, I think it would be it would be a better overall product if Tessa took a long way around. I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. See, you know, Sammy Callahan got over because he was cutting promo after promo, and then he was coming in there and having John Moxley matches. And to be real with you, John Moxley is just a poor man Sammy Callahan right now. Mm. Okay. I know that's a hot take. Yeah, it's weird, but like, who in 2018 was doing what Sammy Callahan was doing? Nobody. I get it, John Mox. I mean, I, I know I hear you don't agree with that. In terms of where they are, not ability. Yeah. Uh, I, no, I don't want to shit. I, I I'm not shitting on John Moxley. I'm just saying he hasn't put in nearly the amount of time and dedication. And I know he ain't had the time and dedication, but he hasn't. He ain't put in like Sammy Callahan has put in. So at this point, he is a poor man's Sammy Callahan. He needs to. They need more video production, and not just for Cody, because he gets like ninety percent of the budget. <laughs> and then Warlow. Warlow gets to pump weights and shit in the back. And I was like, hey, who is he? Where'd he come from? Nope. More weights. More name. Look at his font. <laughs> Warlow. Warlow. Yeah. I'm like, good, good. I did like that he came out in the suit. But like you said, he should have came down that ramp. And yeah. the, inner circle, the inner circle still could have been beating up Cody. Or Cody could have been beating him up and not paying attention. That's a way you could do it where people are still in the ring when someone makes their way down to the ring. As a matter of fact, I just suspend my uh, disbelief because, well, you got to be there for stuff to happen. And I, I kind of hate when, and I hate to, I'm not trying to take a shot at Wade, but I hate when, when Wade Keller says, ah, oh, why are you still in the ring? I'm like, it's wrestling. What, do, what else are you doing? You came out there to be in the middle of the ring. You better not leave when shit starts happening. Like, uh, it's just kind of weird. Like, you have to sit there and wait. That's when I suspend my disbelief, you know. I don't know about you, but, but yeah, Wartlow, he should have came out differently. The women's division is still just in shambles, and I, I mean, you don't think there's, you don't think there's anybody anywhere. What, what about Allison K? Could they get Allison K and she'd be a shot in the arm for them or something? I, somebody I would. Think, I, I think I think Allison K would be good for them. Yeah, I I think she'd be a nice addition because you know she can talk, you know she can back it up. She's very good in the ring. I think so. Sure, but um. I, I don't. I just don't think you're going to get her away from NWA. But if they could, maybe. But I, I don't know. I, I don't really see anybody because if somebody comes in that has that kind of ability to AEW, they would immediately overshadow pretty much everybody except Britt Baker, and and I think that's yeah. that's the issue. I think it might actually serve AEW better to stick with what they have and to build up their division from the ground. Just so 
all of these women have stories within AEW as opposed to bringing in somebody else and hoping it's enough of a, it props them up enough where people will pay attention to them. My problem, my only problem, and and you're right. I'm just posing a question, you know, like, uh, I'm just, you know, uh, just doing. I'm just doing. What I'm doing my job. You know. Uh, I am. I'm actually in the same mindset that they should build up what they have. I don't think they have enough talent. But at the same time, I mean, we won't know until people actually talk. I'm at least giving them that. Like, hey, maybe some. Maybe there's a diamond in the rough. I think Jamie Hader's cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, we know B Priestley is good. But like, but we won't know how good they really are until they really get into some story. Like. Brandy can't do all the talking. She can't. She she has been doing it. She can do the bulk of it, but she can't do all of it. Like that. That's why it was cool that they actually had Allie down there. Uh, I don't think. Um, I wasn't so. You know, I already knew something was going to happen because of the stupid ass camera angle, right? Yeah. Two. I'm like, Allie, you lost to Brandy. Get the fuck off my TV. Like, I'm, I'm serious. I'm like, get the fuck. I'm like, who is this bitch? Get off my TV. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just like, no. <laughs> and I, literally, when I saw uh, uh, Allie pop up, I was like, oh, she's a, well, she's, I, I don't know, a record. Maybe it's two and one. I was like, oh, she gave Brandy that one and all record. Huh. Okay. <laughs> like, nah, I don't want to see any more of her. Like, I had to go back through her story. And this is the bad part about them. You have to go through the story you already know about someone. And what do I know about Britt Baker? She's a doctor. That gimmick's played the fuck out. And two, I know she's a doctor, and two, she has the worst starts to any of her matches I've seen in a very long time. You know, like, she's bad. She's bad at the beginning of her matches. Do they get better? Yeah, but like, uh, I don't want to see a match between her and Nyla Rose. I can tell you that. Oh, my God, though. Because I'm just saying, it's crazy that I brought up a Dana Brooke because now you said she could come in immediately help. I think, and she'd be a shot in the arm. I think bringing in somebody would be pretty cool. Uh, somebody not too big, somebody who personality wise wouldn't necessarily outshine Britt Baker, but someone who's ready and could give people good matches on TV. Because I said on today on Twitter, I was like, even if you put Tessa out there, and you don't want her wrestling Britt Baker. Like, she just ain't good enough. I mean, as I'm not I'm not, not saying she's not good. I'm saying she's not good enough. Like, there's certain people I wouldn't have wrestling Seth Rollins. You know what I mean? Like, just because he's going to – it's so much of a step backwards for him to do so. And uh, I don't even know who the fuck that is, to be honest, because NXT is great. Like, I can have him – I can literally have him wrestle anyone from NXT. You know, any person. Um on the women's side, though, I wouldn't have like, <laughs> I wouldn't have like a Britt Baker wrestle a Tanara Conti. That would be the worst match ever. Or a Zia Lee, because they, they're just too green. And their styles are so martial arts based, you know, mm-hmm. that um, it's very, it's very diff. They just, their matches don't read right. And so when they go out to tell a story, they're telling it very different than other people. And they can't connect with their kicks. Or they'll break your fucking nose. Like, did you actually watch NXT uh, this yeah, week? Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I saw that Zaya caught Aaliyah by accident. Yeah, yeah, fucked her up, and it it, it didn't look like it. It didn't look like it. Be honest, yeah. it didn't look like she broke her nose. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kick at first, it didn't look like, but she broke her shit instantly. It was nuts. 
You know, I was like, whoa. And that was the, yeah. that was the first broken nose of the night. Uh, what yeah, did you think about that? Second was, <laughs> yeah. was, was Mia Yim and Io Shirai when Mia took a ladder to the face. Um, I mean, he, here's what I will say is the, 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 the reactions to them is what was bigger than what happened. Because, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, shit happens. Zaya caught her by accident. Fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, EO didn't mean to catch me quite, quite so directly in the face with the ladder. Uh, shit happens. I get it. But the reaction was, you know, NXT tweets a picture of Mia Yim getting worked on. And then uh, Aaliyah. I'm I'm sure she had that chick born take the picture for her uh, of her sitting there with a broken nose, really sad and dejected. And they said, like, thanks to the sloppiest one in the locker room, Zia Lee, is the immediate reaction to that. And to the fans is they were like, all right, shit happens. It sucks. But they're both like, okay, Mia's like, no, we're just going to put this in the angle now with me and Io going into war games. And and they're going, hey, now we have an angle between Zia Lee uh, between Zia Lee and, and Aaliyah potentially right. or whoever. Or or we might even have an angle for Zia Lee that she's so deadly she'll break your nose. You know, we can do something with that. As opposed to the as you and I call it, the cultish behavior of uh of AEW fans who would be like, Well that's just not safe. Kick him out. Well <laughs> yeah. Shit yeah. happens. Now look it's the same, it's what you brought up and it's not nearly as big of a deal because nothing got broken, but you know Cody completely, you know, Cody and whoever completely screwed up a power slam. And that, and again, I have the same opinion as that as to what happened with the women whose noses got broken. Shit happens. You mess up. Yeah. Not, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I, it's I wasn't. Not, it's not, yeah, no, no, yeah. no big deal. It's just the reaction to it was, and everyone was like, uh oh. And it's like, well, wait a minute. So Cody, yeah, I told you. Uh oh. Two women get their They're ready to turn, bro. Shit happens. Because, <clears throat> no. No, because whatever gets them over, whatever gets them over is what they want to cheer for. Seriously, if people (laughs) think like if 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 you put some bait out there, they'll go for it. If you go, okay, we want them to think this is cool, some stupid shit. And they'll and you kind of angle it at them to where they you want them to eat it up and they do. They'll. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like they don't care what (laughs) it is. They chanting every five fucking seconds. Like, it's nuts. And I'm like, why are you chanting so fucking much? Do, do you even know what you... Like, like do, you, do you know what pacing is? Well, you just, well, just chant anything? Here's my favorite example of that. A couple weeks ago, when Chris Jericho dropped his famous It Was a Stupid Idea from Bad Creative, right? Yeah. The whole place is chanting We the People at Jake Hager, which is the last thing he was known for. And when he fights MMA, he still comes out to a song with that shit in it. Yeah. And and that's what they were chanting at him. And he said, no, it was a stupid idea. It, it's dead and buried. It's a stupid idea from bad creative. And then they all start cheering like, oh, yeah, OK, cool. A WWE crowd would have <laughs> yeah. kept chanting it just to piss them off. They would have been like, yeah. oh, no, screw you. We're chanting we the people. Like, no, this is no, you don't tell us what to chant. At you. No, we don't do that. And it was just amazing. They would have doubled down. The whole crowd just go with it. Like, oh, I guess it they turned. OK, so. It was, uh, it yeah, was that, that made me turn on. It really made me turn on Jericho, dude. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, just don't start saying shit, Jericho. You're so much better than that. Like, he is. But, I mean, Jericho's, I don't know when the fuck he's at home. Like, he's always somewhere doing something. So he's never really just chilling, you know? 
So mm-hmm. he's always on. He's always on. So I don't blame him. Uh, I don't really blame him. In the moment, I, I will. In the heat of the moment. And that's fine. But, like, I don't blame him for anything. Like, people really hated that he had uh, Donald Trump Jr. on his show. I wish yeah. I could have Donald Trump Jr. on my show. People <laughs> like, how could you have that racist on there? I'd be like, fuck you, nigga. Like, these people are paying for stuff for me. And you fucking over here talking about, so why would I have a racist on my show? <laughs> we used to work for racists. No questions asked. We just used to take it. So why the fuck would I not have this dude on the show and get paid? You out your motherfucking mind. You ain't paid not one bill, but you gonna tell me who I can have on the show? Same thing with Jericho. It's like you don't. You're not buying this dude shirts enough to wear. He's like, nah, I don't need to have him on the show. He ain't got that many shirts out. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. is he still getting a merch check from WWE? Fuck, like I don't. Is the list of things still like, damn, like. <laughs> I, and it's kind of you know what's kind of crazy speaking of the list he brought that up during that same segment he was like you're on the list Sammy Guevara you're on the list I kind of like that he did that but then yeah. he said that was a stupid idea from dumb cre- from bad creative so I like I like how he did that in the same shit you know I still wouldn't have done it but that's still pretty mm-hmm. cool that he did that but yeah, yeah that that uh that NXT women's division is crazy and I, I wish Zia Lee and Tanara Conti can get it together. They're still very green. And it's because, like I said, it's because of their martial arts background. It's not, it doesn't lend itself to, to full contact. It really don't. Because in wrestling, you can punch a motherfucker in the face, uh, like for real, but it still, it still looks good for wrestling. When you're a martial artist, and you're a black belt, like Tanara Conti, and you punch a motherfucker in the face, you killed him. Like, like you broke the leg. You saw what Zaylee did. Like, you can't fucking punch them, and you're taught, you know, you're not disciplined if you punch them for real. So I get it. That's why Cain Velasquez didn't have uh, a great match with Brock. It was, it was great for what it, it was good for what it was at Saudi, but uh, it wasn't great because he can't just. And that's why Brock doesn't do that same match he same matches he used to. He can. He did with Seth. That was great, and I think he will with Ray. I think this might be one of his. Best matches ever, like Survivor Series. Yeah, it, it, it might because it's Rey Mysterio. I mean, you know, Paul Heyman's like, you better sell for him, and you know, Brock's like, he's the fucking goat, one of the goats. I want to fucking sell for him, like <laughs> I, like, I have to. Like, if he don't sell for Ray, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell people. Like, I might, I might not like Brock anymore. I might be like, yeah, he's an asshole. He didn't put Ray over like I thought he would, but I'm thinking Ray gets the title there. I kind of switched up completely. I'll get back to the NXT Women's Division, but I'm kind of thinking he um, gets the title there. What do you think? No, well, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, it would be very interesting if Ray if Ray won the title, um, because first of all, if it did, here's the first thing that will bring up to me is because Brock quit SmackDown to go to Raw. If Brock loses the title then technically he could be freed up to go back to SmackDown yes. if he wanted to. Right. So that could be, you know, because I, I really want to see the Fiend feud with Brock Lesnar. I really want to see that. So I didn't that even think about cool. that, bro. Um, I didn't think about that. But You're right. I, I, I don't think Ray wins the title. I don't. I think he'll give it a very valiant effort, I believe. But I don't think he'll win it. Uh, I, I would like to see him win it. I'll be rooting for him to win it, but I won't. Yeah. You know, I I won't pick him to. You know, I it, it's 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 like what happened with last night's yes. football game. I 
my head, I, I made my pick with my head and I picked the Steelers, but I was hoping for Cleveland. So it's kind of like that. Yeah. Like I, if I had to put money on it, I would pick Lesnar, but I would be rooting for Ray Mysterio. I'd be like, I'll lose the 30 bucks. That's fine. For themselves. And they, here's, here's the reason why they've put it completely up in the air so far as to who might actually win this match. There is nothing indicating other than yeah. the fact that Brock is literally three times the size of Rey Mysterio as to who might win this match. When it There's to- one indicator. I'll, I'll, I'll say that there is one, and this is the only only thing I was going to bring up about it. Yeah. Look at who they're lining up as challengers. You got Drew McIntyre. You got Andrade just on a nice win streak. He's yeah. being prominently featured again. Mm-hmm. Uh and I think it could be him and Andrade at WrestleMania that or, or Royal Rumble. That's a really good match. And if yeah. Andrade, I would think Andrade would beat him at Mania. And then you'd have somebody like Seth challenge and maybe Humberto. But like, you know, Ray's the type of guy that's honorable. So you can have Humberto, you know, that's that's a throwaway match on Raw, Humberto versus Ray for the championship. But mm. you also got this. You got Cain Velasquez coming back. You know, he could come back after his surgery and he can go up against Ray at WrestleMania. Maybe yeah. not for the title, or maybe after WrestleMania at SummerSlam. You can have Dominic on his side. I can see Kane turning on Ray Mysterio. I actually kind of like that idea. I mean, why not? I mean, we sure, you know, it's kind of bad he'd get another another beatdown angle, but that gives Kane an edge because people don't really care about it. So make him a, a face. If people don't care, make I mean make him a heel. So I, I can see I can see it going that way as far as challenges go. Because who challenges Brock if he retains? Yeah, it ain't gonna be Seth again. You know, yeah. so make you have to turn somebody. Maybe Kevin Owens. Maybe. maybe he can face face uh, Brock. But I think Kevin Owens is going to be the defector to NXT. Oh, I think he very well could be. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we just saw, we only see him a little bit. We know it's not going to be Seth because uh, if it is now, we're like, you're going to just fucking play it along a little bit more and really got us instead of just, oh, my home is raw. I've already made my decision. I'm like, well, fuck that. Should have been more ambiguous, but okay. Uh, I think I think uh, Daniel Bryan and Kevin Owens are going to defect. Mm. Like, I really do. And if you think about it, you yeah, Kevin, you you put Daniel Bryan down there. I think Shawn Michaels will come back and wrestle at a takeover. I think that match happens. I think you get Gargano, Bryan, and you get Daniel Bryan, uh, Shawn Michaels at a takeover, man, at WrestleMania. Think about that. Think about that, man. Well, I, I mean, I, I I love the concept. I don't I don't know if Daniel Bryan's going to be the one. If Daniel Bryan's going to jump. Uh, I can see Owens jumping back, yeah, definitely. But uh, but but Daniel Bryan, I'm just I'm just not sure about him going to NXT. I mean, I'm not saying it wouldn't make a lot of sense, yeah. but he is. I could see it right now. He is the most complete overall talent on SmackDown, and I just don't think they would give that up to NXT. Oh no, that's you know what? You're right. He just got choked out by the fiend. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I completely I forgot about that. He choked that shit out of him. Yeah, the other just thing when is we... it looks like he's feuding with the fiend right now. Yeah. So that's uh and that's right. something I'm I'm very that. curious to see. 
So. Dude, that's gonna be great. That's gonna be fucking phenomenal. Like, yeah. I want to see that feud till like, I want to see that till like January. I just want to see that feud. And then, I mean, cause you know they're gonna have Roman Reigns probably beat the Fiend. As much as as much as the Fiend is over, there's no way that uh, either either I mean, it can't be Brock Lesnar either. It, I mean, it could be, but then. Who could ever beat Brock Lesnar then? You know, like, (laughs) the only person who ever is close, the only person who has Brock's number is Seth Rollins. No matter what way you slice it, you can can say, oh, well, that was the briefcase and all. It doesn't fucking matter. The only person who is is good against Brock is Seth Rollins. The only person. Even The Undertaker is terrible. You can say Goldberg. You could say Goldberg. Goldberg and, and Seth. That is a very short fucking list for a man that's wrestled even in New Japan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah, so, but but I do I do want to get back to the women's division though. Like um uh Mia Yim, that 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 match was worked a little slow. It telegraphed that something was gonna happen, something big was gonna happen, like really big. I they had like four different twists in there. Uh but what did you think about the match overall and what do you think about uh, the stuff they've done so far and in heading into war games. No, I, I think they've done, and I think they've done an, an awesome job with it. The only thing is that war games is on the twenty third. Now that's not quite as far away uh, as when they started all of this, but you kind of have to suspend the good portion of your women's division, especially the top of it, just to keep this feud going. And I'm not saying that's a negative. I mean, whatever's necessary. To make it to make it as over as you can get, I love yeah. the Kaylee Ray edition. I, I think that was it was great to bring her over for this. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, you know, and I mean, hey, big props to Mia, man, for taking just ridiculous spots in that match. I mean, you took a ladder to the face by accident or not, and then you're gonna fall through another one. I mean, geez. man, that shit killed me, bro. I was like, because <laughs> I heard the crunch. I was like, whoa! I was like, what the fuck? It wasn't the table right there, and then I saw the ladder. Man, like that match, that was uh, the the ending. Like I said, the pacing of it was different. I didn't like that. I think Mia Yim's still a little too green. She still has some some flaws. But man, the way that match ended, like the spot she took, like that that was crazy. Especially with the Omega uh, Moxley match we got to see that out of NXT was fucking nuts. Cause we, I mean, that was actually more blood than what we saw too in that Omega Moxley match. Cause I don't know how you fall through plastic barbed wire unless it's plastic, and you're not cut to hell, you know. Anyway, yeah, no, I, <clears throat> yeah. I, I think they did well, and I'm excited for for Women's War Games. Definitely, um, I'm curious if they'll find a way to have a Men's War Games match as well. It looks like they are trying to set that up. Um, yeah. So, you know, if they have two War Games matches, that's, I mean, not only do I think that would be an interesting idea, and I'd be curious to see both of them, but it would make booking the entire show a whole lot easier because, yeah. you know, both War Games matches are going to get gigantic chunks of time. And then other than that, you know, because your, your women's champion is in one of them. It looks like your NXT champion is going to be in another one. Or I'm sorry, all of your, all of your men's champions are going to be in one. Your women's champion is going to be in the other one. And then you got Matt Riddle and Finn Balor. So, I mean, I guess they could throw another another match on the card or something 
Uh, if they do, please let it involve Velveteen Dream because I feel like yeah, it's I... way too long <clears throat> to see him do something. Um, Velveteen Dreams. Uh, well, the the man's war team, war games match. They just they announced Riddle and Balor as mm-hmm. one of the uh, singles matches. So they have an open spot, and that's more than likely going to the Velveteen Dream. Yeah, ha- have him face you know somebody, Angel Garza or something. You know, g- give him somebody. Um, but uh, I I feel like uh, it would be it, it's. Uh, I, I I'm I'm ex- I'm excited for how they how they plan it out because they're still they're still putting the framework on the men's uh, on the men's yeah. so uh, that that's going to be interesting but um you know we'll see and right now it's it's group on group all across WWE you have the women's war game build up the men's war game build up and even in NXT UK you have Ilya Dragunov and Gallus going against Imperium so yeah it's everywhere. I kind of like it because uh, it gives them an opportunity to see what they want to book. It it, it it shortens up the field a lot. Like you say, it's a lot, it's champions in one match. Champions. You know, mm-hmm. in, in, in the men's war games, we got all the damn champions in one fucking match. And then in the women's, we got all the champions in one match. So we got, you know, um, um, what is it, five titles just in yeah. that in, in that. Just in those two matches, and none of them are line That's great. So when you come out of it, I'm thinking Keith Lee is the next guy to challenge because he oh, did have that promo. Fantastic. Yeah, he did have that promo against uh, against uh, Adam Cole. And if he were to win, then Dijak would want to, you know. Then then you get the you finally get the the rubber match between Dijak because the last one ended kind of crazy, mm-hmm. and then you. You also have other guys that can challenge him. Like when you put Keith Lee up there, you can have really, really big, big matches, like solid heavyweight matches. Uh, you got Kill Your Name. That's next for uh, Keith Lee. Yeah. <clears throat> you got Kill Your Name, Dijak, um, uh, damn, who am I? Uh, uh, um, 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 Damian Priest. Now that's yeah. a guy who he needs. He needs that North American title right now. He needs it right now. <laughs> and it's it's not that he's bad, is he's good. Give him that fucking title. Because it it it'll go right with the way he looks with his gimmick, too. This yeah. this is the this is what I mean when like I like Joy Janella, but at the same time, he needs to look more like Damian Priest, as in a solid gimmick that's well rounded. Joy Janella, he's the bad boy. You know what happened when Kip Sabin cut that promo? I said to hell with Joy Janella because Super bad. Kip Saban just took his whole shit. He took Penelope Ford too. You know, he said, "Why be bad? Did you, did they not show that there?" At four yeah. No, no, uh, no. They did. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I saw. Why be bad when you can be super bad? No, yeah, saw. and I was like, "Yep, you're right." I was like, "You're right." Fuck Joey Janela. That's what that told me. <laughs> and then he's in, he's in a feud with Sean Spears. I'm like, "Ew." Okay, yeah, Joey Janela. But like, Joey Janela needs to look at a Damian Priest. And understand that that's how solid your gimmick needs to be. Like mm-hmm. Damian Priest had these solid vignettes, and and Joey Janela vignette, um, leading to the match with Sid. It was at the pay per view. Mm-hmm. Matter where it was, he had a beautiful vignette when it was just him in his room with these monitors. Where the fuck is that, Joey Janela? You know. 
just have the shape. Like he when he gets to the ring, when he comes out, it's weird. He's not the same guy anymore. It doesn't translate. It's so indie. It's so it's not big time. It's not main event level. You know what I mean? And I think he could do that by like just changing his tights to all black leather or something. Um I did comment on his body a little bit. Daniel Bryan, he's not the biggest guy. Like, you don't have to be the biggest or the most in shape. You don't have to be Finn Balor. You don't have to be cut, like, you know, ridiculously cut. My point is, if you're not, if, if you aren't, then you do need something. You know what I mean? You do need some aesthetic. Like, Daniel Bryan's got the beard, super distinguishable. You know, he's got the tight, you know, his uh, trunks and stuff. He's always worn the same type of trunks, kept that color scheme and stuff like that. So Daniel Bryan has a solid look. He's, he's aesthetically pleasing. Joey Janela isn't. And it doesn't and it and it shows when he comes out and his mannerisms when he you know, before a match. And I mean, I don't know if you see the same thing I'm seeing. Correct me if I'm wrong. I I mean, I this is one of the reasons why I love talking to you and coming on your show because you you notice a lot of things that I just I just personally don't look that deep into it. I mean, I think Janela has a decent enough look. He's he's a little bit all over the place, but I, I do see where you're coming from on that. Uh, so I, I see where you're coming from. I don't. Yeah. I I normally don't don't look quite that deep into it, but I see where you're coming from. So, I mean, I, I, again, I I I think there is potential for Janela. It's just there's it, it, he has such a different ladder to climb than a WWE superstar does. And I think that's why the, 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 the ladder in WWE has, regardless of what any fan thinks or angrily tweets, has always been very clearly distinguishable. If you get over and you make the company money, we will push you. It's that simple. AEW's ladder is yep. a little bit different. So uh, I, I or maybe a lot different. I'm not sure. So I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, uh, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's crazy because I don't want to be, I don't want to put too much emphasis on a look. At the same time, we're talking about stars and stuff like that. And what do the stars have? Jericho, he's a fucking rock star, literally, yeah. literally a rock star. So, I mean, it, it all, and he's their first champion and he's 50 years old. So, <laughs> you know, but the, the whole point is that, I know he's 49, ooh, but the, the whole point is that, because of his his looks, just because of his look, not just his name, but his look puts him over with a crowd almost instantly. He comes out in the blazer. We, he looks like a rock star because he is a rock star. Damian Priest has the same thing. I think Joy Janela should go for, like, not Jericho, not like a, 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 a twisted version of Jericho, but, like, he needs to feel like a rock star, too. He needs to be bad in a different way that Kip Saban is. Like, Chip Saban is super bad. Maybe he needs to be bad to the bone. I don't know. Maybe that sounds lame, lame as shit. He definitely shouldn't say it. <laughs> That's definitely lame, some lame shit to say, but he should be bad in a different way. You know, like, I just, I think he needs to just work on his gimmick. But that's the that's the difference between a star in one company and, like you said, a star in another. It's different ladders. But I tell you this, you put them two in a match together, Damian Priest is whooping his ass. And that's who I, that's what I would want to see. I'm like, oh, that guy. But since I like you do, I do look uh, deeper. And I'm like, well, if I see those two in a match, everybody's going to go for like pretty much Damian Priest. They're going to think he's the biggest star, but just because the way he comes off. 
the way he looks, the whole aesthetic. Yeah. And and because I want that, I want that same thing for Joey Janela, and I'm saying he needs to up his game. But enough about those guys. Uh, how much time you got? You still you still with me or? I I, I got a little I, I got a little bit of time I can still give you. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Good. 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 We're gonna go a little bit into the Jordan Miles uh, topic, just a little bit. <laughs> okay. Now, you can you can um, sugarcoat it as much as you like with me. You don't have to say things you don't want to say. I definitely will say them, and you can agree or not. But mm-hmm. if somebody were to take a snippet of it, they wouldn't take the snippet of you agreeing. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, <laughs> so uh, why? So you saw the video? Did you see the video? Yeah, um, Jordan Miles quit. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, ACH, because Jordan Miles was his slave name. Now, huh. we we'll we'll go e- easy on it. Um, why do you think he uh? Why do you think this all even came about? Um, I mean, it, it's I don't think it's a coincidence that this came out right at the same time that his TV push seemed to stop. Um, because you know the guy won the breakout star tournament. He got an NXT championship match against Adam Cole. He did very well for himself. And it looked like he was in line for some pretty big things after that. And then it all kind of suddenly stopped. And a little while after it stopped is when he comes out with this. And uh, I, I, I don't, it's, it doesn't, it's tough for me to make sense of it, honestly. I mean, why would you sit on the, I mean, it's, it's almost as if he sat on it and he waited for the opportunity to say, hey, they're not using me right. And I mean, that's, that's okay. A lot of wrestlers have come out and said that the company isn't using them right. But I mean, do what Sin Cara, Cara do what Sin Cara did. Yep. Ask for your release. <laughs> you know, hey, they're not using me right. I'll go somewhere else, and hopefully they'll use me right. And I think that's it, this was just a very interesting. Um, it, it was a very interesting situation from top to bottom, uh, from start to finish. It was, it was just kind of odd that this is uh, this is the method he took, but. I mean, hey, if you know, if he spoke up about something, okay, uh, you know, in some ways, good for him. I do, I, I do, I do see where he's coming from as far as what the damn shirt looked like. I just don't think he handled it as well as he yeah. could have. So, I, you, I don't you, know. <clears throat> you ever see the Morton Downey Jr. show? Or even know who the fuck that is? I, I, I know who Morton Downey Jr. is. And I have seen, you remember the logo for that show? I have seen. No, I do not. Big ass teeth and mouth. It was a big mouth. <laughs> yeah. Because he was a big mouth. So, uh-huh. you know what? To be fair, fuck ACH for that. Fuck him. There was a lot of of, of logos that were not. They they were just based on whatever they were based. You know, the 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 property or not. Ugh. Good thing I'm black. <laughs> I said the property they were representing. But anyway, <laughs> they were based on the, the the thing that they were representing, the person or thing that they were representing. And he was a big smile, you know, and, and that's I, I told I tell everybody, I say, hey, you know, look at the mirror. You can't always just blame anybody. Your, your, your whole gimmick is a big smile. And, you know, you that's that's what they're going to put on the T-shirt, you know. Um, so you got to be mindful of those things. I talked to a buddy. We hadn't spoken one word about this. I sent in the video. And he said, what's your take on it? Because, uh, you know, he he, yo, I, I, he knows I cover this stuff for a living. And he said, what's your take on it? 
and uh, he said he said he had reserved judgment and stuff. And uh, he said that he didn't even believe him. He said that he black another a black guy. I should add, this is my friend is black, so am I. Um, for those that don't know, you should have figured it out by now. But whatever. Uh, um, he said he 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 thought all of it was disingenuous. He said if you were going to do all of this, why do you have a hashtag for the culture? Like if you that hurt and stuff, you ain't even trying to think about no hashtags. You know, like it's it's just he said all of it, like every single bit of it, seemed disingenuous. Yeah, no, I, uh, I mean, I, I, it seems like that was the case. Look, I'll give you the best reaction to this ever because Starcast came to Baltimore um, at the same weekend that AEW Full Gear was, and I, I went on Saturday, and Ron Simmons happened to be speaking at Starcast. And somebody asked him a question about the whole Jordan Miles thing. And he kind of tried to describe it to him. And Ron Simmons just goes, who the hell is Jordan Miles? <laughs> he had <laughs> no idea who he even was. And it was just the greatest reaction you could ever imagine. If you want real proof of it, go on the Turnbuckle Topics Twitter page. Because I was with my man Ron, and Ron posted the video up of him, of Ron, actually, of Ron Simmons actually saying it. And... It, it just, it was the perfect situation. And, and Ron said, you know, everything that we do is work in our, you know, it's all, it's all work. He was just kind of saying like, don't, you know, don't get too riled up about it effectively. Um, but it, it was, um, I, I don't know. I mean, the thing that I thought is, is what you mentioned to me before is that, yeah, his gimmick is to smile. So I'm not surprised that that's kind of what they went after. Uh, I, I think they should have done it a little differently. I will give him that. But I, I understand, I understand why that's what they did. Yeah, um, yeah I, if it was I, I if it was on a white if it was on a white shirt, I don't think we would have heard anything, you know. And and you know the the email he he showed the email he was sent, and there was no language in that email that was unprofessional or anything at all, or even made it sound like they were trying to manipulate the guy into the shirt because mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, we all looked at your shirt and blah blah blah, and tell us what you think. And did he? We don't even fucking know if he responded. Because if he didn't respond, he didn't try to mitigate any sort of quote unquote damage. If he didn't respond and this, this is what he did, then why the fuck are, should we believe that he was ever trying to do this for the right reason? I, I'm going to be real. There's no way a fucking company, and I'm going to say this again, I'm going to have a complete special devoted to racism and stuff like that. Um, I'm, I'm going to have a whole show dedicated to it. Maybe sometime later this year. I don't know. But why would WWE purposely create a racist shirt about one of the lowest ranked people on their entire roster as a company? Not just developmental. If you still if you want to just do the worst and say, well, he's the highest of the lowest in developmental because he won the breakout tournament. You weren't even on TV before then. You were still in the performance center. And there were so many people, they said, man, we got a lot of talent. Let's feature some people. You're still the lowest. You're still the lowest ranked person on NXT. Lower than Tanara Conti. Lower. Can you imagine that? And Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne. He's lower than them. He won the breakout tournament. Yes, he got a title match, but that was something that they did for the winner of that tournament. I get it. But when he lost, where the fuck was he at then? Lower. But and, and then 
I, I think Swerve Scott's way better than him I in agree. so many ways. So many ways. Like ACH. Yeah. I, I mean, Leo, Leo Rush, somebody told me they didn't like Leo Rush because he does a lot of things. He's, he does a lot of things other people do, and they've seen it done better. I'm perfectly okay with that because that's how I feel with ACH. I don't think people are Leo Rush, though. I don't think that they have the the talent he does as far as his charisma because you got to have that in the ring too. You got to sell me in between your moves, and Leo oh, Rush yeah. has always done that. He's one of the best oh, well, in the I, entire I can, business at that. I can talk about Leo Rush a ton because I watched him in Maryland Championship Wrestling for years before he went to NXT. So uh, he's he's always been that type of talent. Yeah. Always, the, he just brought the, it to a bigger stage. Yeah, the, and you can tell the the it's the work with Leo Rush is the work he does in between each single move. Can't I've seen people do it, but like man, he's really good at it. He's definitely one of the best I've ever seen work in between his moves. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he's he's Rey Mysterio level. You know, maybe not Goat Rey, not Prime Rey Mysterio. I don't think anybody's that good, but um. Yeah, he's he's Rey Mysterio level with what he does in between his moves because he doesn't make missteps. Everything he's going to do, he knows he's going to do. And if that were to fail, he has a backup plan because we've seen Rey blow so many fucking spots in his entire career. But that's because of the high-octane, high-energy offense he has and shit he's doing that He's not always going to be able to pull off the stuff he's thinking in his head at that moment. So he has to do something different, you know, which is fine. But, um, yeah, Leo Rush is, a, is an amazing talent. Uh, so is Swerve Scott. ACH, mm, not so much. The guy didn't, he didn't wow me. He never wowed me. He, he, he didn't. And maybe he didn't wow other people, and that's why he's upset about it. But we just discussed all these, all these black wrestlers, you know, uh, Leo Rush being champion right now. You know, maybe his ACH shut the fuck up. He could have been champion, but you know, I, I don't feel sorry for him at all. There are a lot of people that do, and I'm like, dude, you think that a company that has black people all over the place as champions, because they gave New Day the championship right when after Kofi got it, you know, all three of them reigned at the same time. You think you think that this company purposely took your dumbass shirt with your dumbass gimmick and said, oh, we're going to make him look like the stupid nigger that he is. You think they fucking did that to you when they could have done it to anybody else? They could have said, if they truly racist, Keith Keith Lee kind of looks like a gorilla. Let's put a gorilla on his shirt. You know, they didn't do that, did they? Does Keith Lee have a shirt with a gorilla on it? No. And if he does, we clearly see that they have input on it. Maybe Keith Lee likes gorillas. Maybe whether he looks like one or not. I don't think he does at all. Maybe a little bit. The one from the uh the uh the real the uh, not the real Ghostbusters but the other the other Ghostbusters. I think it was Hanna Barbera or whatever. Oh yeah he looks like the one from the other Ghostbusters. But <laughs> I mean but I mean but like I, I I'm not being I mean I'm black too. I don't look like one though. Maybe I do if I, I cut my hair a little bit. I don't know. But that's not this. What if here's a question. Do you watch do you do you watch The Flash at all? Do you know are you familiar with The Flash or any of his villains? No, I'm not. Okay, fuck it. 
One of them's a gorilla. His name's Gorilla Grodd. What if Keith Lee's a big Gorilla Grodd fan? What if he cosplayed as Gorilla Grodd and he really likes gorillas and he likes a specific one? Is it racist to put that on a shirt when he says, man, put that fucking gorilla on the shirt because I like gorillas? Is it racist? Uh, I, I would say if he's the one asking for it, then no. <laughs> no, it's not. Sorry, yeah, that's pretty loaded. Good. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> I'm I mean, but it's a it's a legit question. If he's the one asking for it, then then no, I don't I don't think it is. I think right. if it's, if that's what it is. No, but now I I would think that because Keith also seems like, and again, I I don't know Keith Lee. This is purely me speculating, but he seems like the guy that yeah, I'm gonna go with this, and I I, I think he would just kind of see see how it planned out. I mean. What gets to me, though, nowadays is that there are guys who want to do certain things with their characters and they hesitate because of how fans will react. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do that, but if you think it's the step you need to take to get yourself over, yeah, go ahead and take it. And if certain people have a negative outlook on it, then that's their problem. No, I'm I'm totally okay with that. I'm I'm, uh, I think like with Sean Spears, he did that, and I think it worked. Like when he comes out, I like his entrance, I like his music, I like I like everything about him. Besides his in ring, it's it's pretty. I like his in ring to a degree. I don't like him working a heel match because he's boring as a heel. He he he's boring as fuck as a heel. Um, well, when he was in NXT, never, never hear an argument for me about that. <laughs> but when he was in an NXT and he was going up against Sanity, he looked very credible. He looked good when he went up against uh 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 damn uh well the leader of Sanity. I forget his name right now. I don't know why I'm blanket. But it's Eric probably because he yeah Eric Young. It's probably because he hadn't been on TV in forever. Yeah, he's he's gonna leave and go over to uh. Uh, AEW really soon. Whenever the fuck his shit's up, he's gone. I'm sure. Well, um, well he, he probably should. <laughs> yeah, mean, the, the, and the I don't blame. Was, uh, the guy had multiple titles at at certain times in TNA, didn't he? And now he's in WWE. Yeah. If and he's not on television. In fact, if I were him, I might even go back to uh, TNA. I mean, yeah. he could be a much bigger star over there. And at AEW, uh, I don't know where they're gonna put him. They they have their top. Their stuff's kind of filled out. They don't have a deep roster, but um, they're they're top heavy. It was just really bad for them because when they come out with that secondary title, it's it's, it's going to be nothing but guys who should be having who should have the top title. This is a little. They don't have a true mid card, you know. They have a couple guys. They have Joy Janela and Sean Spears. That's it. And Sean Spears actually technically should not be down there in the mid card. He should have beat Cody, and he should be a big deal. And I know we both agreed on that. Um, <clears throat> but he was never going to be a big deal when he was eliminated from a Royal Rumble. I mean, I'm sorry, I keep saying that Battle Royale uh, by someone who did absolutely nothing in it. He wasn't even a finalist in it, you know. And then I could just compound it and say the dude didn't even have legs. Like you didn't even expect much out of him. But then he threw him out. Like damn, that's that's a big deal. And this is a guy you had feud with Cody that you had lose to Cody when Cody's the one who can accept all types of losses. Jericho and Cody just absorbed the loss. What did it do to them? Not a 
fucking thing, right? Nothing. Yeah. They both just took losses. Nothing happened at all. Now Wardlow's going to take a loss. He's Now, do you think they're going to give him a win? Is he going to debut against Cody, or is he going to have a couple squash matches? Before no, I, I, I don't think they'll throw him right out there against Cody. I think they're going to try. They'll, they'll try to build it up just a little bit. What if I they think, don't? I, I think they're building towards Cody versus MJF. That's what I think they're building. Yeah, I think that's too soon, too. That should be on your WrestleMania marquee. I, you know, whatever. I, I, I agree. I agree it is too soon, but I think they're going to do it now. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't like that at all. I think that's I think it's trash. I, I, I mean, you got so much shit you could be doing up until then. Not everything's going to be a fucking home run. So that's why you don't need to be cramming all in there and you know, they're going to end up like Kershaw. Great doing a regular season, ass in the playoffs. <laughs> it's going to be going to, I mean, I'm just saying, they're going to, they're taking, a, like, in the regular season, they're great. Their show's cool. Everything's going to be good until it's time, until it's playoff time, and NXT is having takeovers, and they got successful shit, and they got new talent, and it came in, and they, NXT ain't even clicking on all cylinders right now. It's not. Yeah, no, like, I agree. They still got areas in which they can improve. They still got talent. They haven't even fucking really featured yet. Like Kushida's hurt right now. You know, uh, they they got half of their talent over in NXT UK. So it's kind of a split roster. They haven't even integrated all of their uh, cruiserweights yet. Do like they when I say clicking on not clicking on all cylinders, it's stuff that they they don't even have the time for because they're doing so well what they already got. So uh, when AEW gets in there and it's playoff time and they, you know, when they get to the finals, like I guess the finals is um, WrestleMania season or whatever. When they get there, they don't have the MJF match. Mm-hmm. They don't have the uh, Jericho Cody match. You can't do Hangman Pac. What are they going to do? Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Like they already burned through all, so many matches. They burned through Hangman and um, Pac twice burned through it. You can't do you can do Mox Omega, yeah. I guess. You can do that yeah. again. Yeah, I was gonna say, finna, you can do Mox yeah. Omega again. Yeah, they're gonna burn through Darby Allen and, and, and Moxley next week. No yeah. build. The, the nigga that challenged for the fucking title first, the first number one contender ever who lost on some bullshit because he got handcuffed and cheated. You know, like that dude, if anybody deserves a rematch, it's Darby fucking Allen. Not even <laughs> way before Cody. That's Cody's fault for keeping a scumbag in his corner. Okay? He lost yeah. fair and square because he's a fucking idiot. He looks like a <laughs> stupid fucking baby face, does he not? He looks dumb as shit when MJF turned on him. That When he came out with him, I was like, oh, well, Cody's a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> but Darby Allen, on the other hand, got cheated out of it. Legitimately cheated out of, of the championship, and he has no fucking build to a match with John Moxley. Yeah. That's why they're gonna fucking fail. No build burned through a match. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it's reminiscent. Yeah, reminiscent I mean that's that's of another company. That, yep, and 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 that's where they feel. That's where a lot of Laps fans are. When you say, oh, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, and you burn through it, and you overdo it, and it's not good, they go, oh, well, fuck that. Oh, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. Now, they had good story. They had great story. 
really great. The whole daddy's home stuff was great. And then you don't give Samoa Joe the belt. So there's no playoff. I mean, you know, like, I, I think it was you and I, it might have been you and I talking that they should have just gave Darby Allen the championship just to switch everything up and throw people off and say, this isn't the other company. It's not written the way you think it is. When shit's happening, it's happening in real time. Now, final question, and we'll get out of here on this. Okay. They're resetting the, at least this, uh, what I've seen. I'm so glad you're bringing this up. I yeah, laugh every yeah, time I think yeah. about it. Me too, because you know there's kickboxers with 200 in in, in glory. Uh, kickboxing. There's people with 200 and 0 records. 201, 211. You know, like they have 200 fucking fights in January. Just in January, AEW is resetting <laughs> their rankings now. <laughs> You go ahead. You take the floor. It's yours. I mean, before I give my opinion, I have to talk about the reaction to it because I've looked through the reaction of it. And yeah. A lot of people are like, yeah, I'm open to it. Well, of course you're open to it. It's not I'm, I'm open to it as well. But it's just I, I don't you don't need this. You don't need winning loss records. You already blew that out of the water with the Emmy Sakura Riho match because Sakura had a losing record when she faced challenge for the title. I know there's history there, but if you're going to play off that history can be more important than a win-loss record, then what do you need the win-loss record for? I I don't understand that. I mean, look, Daniel Bryan has not had the greatest win-loss record recently, and The Fiend is undefeated, basically. Right. But Daniel Bryan's going to feud with The Fiend, and nobody cares because it's two high-quality talents that are probably going to have a very good future. <laughs> right. That's all, that's all that you need. I don't understand it. So I, I don't, I mean, I never liked the win-loss concepts to begin with because it would naturally hamstring you unless you kept everybody somewhere around 500. And that's, kind of <laughs> yeah, they, which, that's kind of what they've done. Yeah. They've kind which, of which is why, uh, unless so if you do that, if, yeah. if, if you're around 500, what's the fucking use of it? Because 50-50 booking is what everybody claims they hate in WWE, but the records show that everybody's a loser. It's only it's very few people that are actually five hundred. Everybody's a loser or almost a loser. Sean Spears is four and fucking three now. Yeah, like what's the point? It's still fifty fifty booking. It really is. It's still that. Yeah, no, I I uh, I don't care for the win loss records uh, at all. But I mean, hey, if they want to reset them to try to. To try to save face with it and try to, I mean, it, here's the deal when it comes to win loss records. As far as them affecting how you, how, how, how you book, where technically, you know, it's, you know, your booking determines the records. So how should the records determine the booking? Exactly. Um, exactly. Since, since that's the case, <laughs> the, the, he, here's the thing I will say it's inception. It, it, it is cool for the for the graphic to come up on their way to the ring and see how good they are. I will give them that. That is pretty yeah. cool. But other than that, it, it it really doesn't do anything for you. So I mean, Kenny Omega is like one over five hundred right now, or five hundred. Is he? I think. Yeah, I think. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, maybe. It, it's just I mean, uh, unless you're Jericho, you're somewhere around five hundred. So hey, Oxley's okay. like one, one, and one. Yeah. So uh, okay. I mean, it's not. No, just don't. I don't. 
You don't need them. If you want to reset them, go ahead and reset them. I don't know. But I mean, what I just said is the end all be all, though, is you yeah. can't say that the records determine how you book when how you book determines the record. You can't, exactly. you can't do that. Like none of it matters. So why make it part of what you do? I don't. That's cult shit, bro. That's cult shit. If you want a more, a more sports oriented broadcast, then do what WWE does. Talk about it like it's a sport. Have a desk show where it's like a sport. Do that. You don't have to put win loss records on it. So I, I I don't know. I think it's uh, I don't. It's not desperate necessarily. It's just a really tough idea to execute and. It's, it's a convoluted for no reason to, to keep alive. <laughs> it's very convoluted yeah. for no reason at all. I mean, like I said, John Mosley is one, one, and one. Or at least he was at some point. I, I think he still is. Did he? He didn't have a match. No, he did. He beat Michael Nakazawa. So he's uh, yeah. he's actually two, one, and one. But going into that match, going into Wednesday, he was 500. 500 booking. 50-50. So what was the difference between him being in, in well, I know his difference. You know, he got to have that match with Kenny Omega, George Janela. We understand the difference for him mm-hmm. in terms of where he stands as far as the title picture and how big of a deal he is. There's no fucking difference. None. Yeah. There's none. He is still Dean Ambrose. It doesn't matter if he has a hardcore back or not. Now he's got more scratches on him. You think Renee Young gives a fuck about whether or not he has a win-loss record when he's doing much worse stuff to his body? Now, she does want him to be happy, but him being happy means she's unhappy because he's hurting himself. Like So, you know, it's kind of weird. But, I mean, I don't want to get too deep into that, but the whole point is, he didn't have, he arguably didn't have it any better in terms of booking and where he really is in the standings than he did it at WWE. WWE, he was actually the guy that came out. Remember Battlegrounds? They had the flags and stuff. Yeah. He's the guy who came out on top of the shield. He was better than Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. When they all three of them did battle, he stood atop that mountain twice. Because in the same night when Roman Reigns had the title, Seth beat him, he cashed in on Seth, and then Dean had it, and then Dean went to Battlegrounds, and he beat both of them. So, and he, he, and he, was, he was also one of the longest-running United States champions. <laughs> but we won't talk about that, because he didn't defend that at all. It was, but my point is, he had much better standing right there. He was a Grand Slam champion, all of that. I get it, sure. He, he had... Good matches there. Mid-card is where he's going to stay because that's just how... That's where you get your best wrestling done. Look at the Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins matches. Mid-card. Look at the Dolph Ziggler matches when he wasn't even champion, when he was over in SmackDown and he was a show-off with Vicky Guerrero. Mid-card, great matches. Look at Daniel Bryan before he turned heel and beat Big Show for that championship. Excellent matches. Like, let's yeah. let's really talk about where the mid card can truly be. 50-50 booking is it is just it just is what it is, man. You know, like I remember the uh, Seahawks. Like you, you brought up Emmy, you know, with the losing record. I remember the Seahawks going to like 
uh, teams in the NBA on the East, they go to the playoffs with a losing record. The Seahawks mm-hmm. went to the playoffs with a losing record. It does happen. It does yeah. happen. And those mm-hmm. teams, uh, those teams, um, they can do well too. I remember the eight seed with uh, Baron da- the Baron Davis led Warriors beat uh, Dirk Nowitzki and, and the uh, Dallas Mavericks. Dirk Nowitzki scored eight fucking points in one of those games. Eight points. To to this day, my homie still won't let me forget that. Not that I'm a big Dirk <laughs> fan. It just he just brings it up because. You know, he was a big Dirk fan. He disappointed him. But, you know, uh, that win-loss record is bullshit. It's, and, and resetting it, I get it. it. That's also bullshit, too. And I think it's a giant, giant stain. And a giant just waving a flag, white flag saying, I failed. I fucking suck at booking. So I have to rewrite all the rules or scrap them all. Blank slate everything in the middle. And, oh, yeah. we're going to do this every January. Okay. Well, you know, teams do that, right? All the leagues do that. Yeah. But those are leagues and those are teams. You don't, in combat sports, you don't reset an individual's record. It yeah. doesn't matter. It's all on strength of who he beats. That's why WWE would say, oh, they pinned the champion because they pinned the fucking champion. And guess what they just did? They just had Scorpio Sky pin the fucking champion. They're doing the exact same shit WWE does. You know why? Because that's solid booking at times. Yeah. WWE fucks up the booking in between. And they fuck up the big moments of booking. But their game plan, their regular layout of booking, is just how you book shit. If we're booked in a match together and I'm champion and you pin me, you get a fucking title match. Because you just pinned me. You just showed you can win, right? Why the fuck would we not do that? But they're yeah. saying, oh, we're anti-WWE. We'll never do stuff like that. You just fucking did it with Scorpio Sky. So in December, when we see him, oh, he's challenging for the title because he pinned him. Yeah, he pinned they, they, he, they, Yeah. Not only that, they already did it with Emi Sakura and Riho. Yeah. They already, yeah. Because she, she beat Riho in a- On the go-home show. Yeah. Yeah. So they gave her a title shot. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it, it just blows my mind how they don't, they so far up their own asses that they think, oh, no, we're not, we're not WWE, we're so different. And, you know, you come out and you tell me you're different, but you're the same in reality. And that's, it's fine as long as you know it and you admit it. Don't lie to me, don't lie to everybody else, don't paint it up something different and say it's, it's sugar when it's really shit, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I, I get it, John Moxley's in your mid card right now, you can say, "Oh, he's main eventing. He's in your fucking mid card." You you haven't talked about him in his title. He doesn't care about it. That's what he was doing in WWE. And now yeah. you're gonna reset these. You're gonna reset this shit. Does he still not care? Does he still not care? Like, is he all of a sudden gonna give a fuck about winning? Because he remember he was he had that uh, he had that loss because he got disqualified. So does he care about winning now? He never cares about his win-loss record at all. He's had two fucking matches that were unsanctioned. He's had an unsanctioned match. He had the Georgia Nella match that was a dark match. Who fucking cares about this guy's record? He's never going to be champion because he doesn't either. Right? So what the fuck are you going to do? Now in January, you reset it. Where are they going to go? He's going to start winning and not disqualifying himself? And every match he does counts now? 
that's a that's a 180 for his character, is it not? Yeah, I mean, I I, I find it uh, I find it interesting. I feel like you know, Mox is happy because he gets to do the matches that he wants to do, the type of matches he he likes the deathmatch vibe. He likes all the crazy type shit. And good for him. If it lets him do it and he's happy with it, fine. Good for him. But as far as him being a big-time star and the character he wants to be, I think that is achievable. I agree with you. I don't think he's... I think he could go his entire AEW run without holding a championship, and I think he'll be fine with that. I really don't think he cares. He just wants to wrestle the way he wants to wrestle. So um, Yeah, I don't blame but, him. But he's going to have to throw the company bones sometimes and i think that's what's so interesting is normally if you're that big of a star the company doesn't necessarily listen to you but they're willing to give you certain concessions because of what a star you are in mox's case he's gonna have to do stuff for the company like honestly that little match he had with nakazawa on wednesday i I, i'm not saying he didn't want to do it but more often than not, he was like, yeah, well, now I got to do this and I got to do it. And I got to say, hey, this yeah, count and all that. And it's kind of and that's OK. That's that's fine. But uh, I don't know, man. He's uh, he he's one of the best that they've got. Mox is one of the best that they've got. And I think they're they want to use him how he wants to be used. And he'll because I mean, right now, as far as biggest pops in AEW, when his face shows up. Mox is probably, he's probably the third biggest pop right now because number one is Orange Cassidy, number two is Cody, and number three is John Moxley. That's probably the order right now. With so, Luchasaurus underneath him. Well, the thing about Luchasaurus that I think is really cool is a lot of wrestling fans are in complete agreement how fucking good this guy is and can be. And we all want to see him get that just you know yeah i want to see him get loose yeah yeah absolutely so i think uh it's just kind of he he's got a ton of potential and i think they see that i think they hear that uh the the problem is what you mentioned is if he's back and if he's cleared and if he can go that's all well and good but don't just throw him in something at the top just because he's back and we're cheering him right now. If there's a yeah. way you can build him a little more organically, do that. Uh, I know they have to do it faster than usual nowadays just because fans don't have the attention span. But, yeah. uh, you know, I, I just, yeah, just don't just throw him in it just because. Don't, don't do that. So Him and Pentagon would be excellent uh, in, a feud, in a feud. And they, I think they need to move away from the uh, I think they need to to get a, a secondary title and 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 split the Lucha Bros up as a, a tag team. Not like make, turn them on each other, but they need to wrestle way less as a tag team because they're so good that they don't they need they could just wait and they're wasted as a tag team. I can't stand Private Party. They're just flips and dives. <laughs> That's all they are. They showed yeah. a stat one time and it was the worst thing I've seen in my life concerning wrestling one of them really really was they showed how many dives they did double digits it was like 15 it's like flips dives and blah 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 and it, it had tags they had like three tags and like two double team no zero double team moves it was, it was the match they had against the bucks like i was like ew 
You make me think that the Bucks were spot monkeys. Those <laughs> the <laughs> private party are spot monkeys. They're never on their feet for too long. And it's flip, flip, dive, pose, flip, flip, dive, pose. It's all they do. I, yeah. I, I don't like it. I really don't like it. And I'm going to, I want to add a little. Yeah. That's, that's why I hate the comparisons to the street profits. That's yeah. why it, it, it's not. I, the, the, the reason why it has nothing to do with because they both happen to be black tag teams. No, it's because the street profits will get in the ring and work with you for eight minutes. Right. Private party is just going to be diving all over the place. And yep. if that's your style, that's the, I really don't have a problem with their, you know, dive exclusive style. If that's how you want to wrestle, okay. Yep. It's just, uh, like, I got to be honest, when they had their semifinal match against the Lucha Brothers in the tag team tournament, I did not like how it was presented, how they came right into the show, no intro, yep. no instances. People hated right that shit. Right to it. There was no... There were no headlocks. There were no buildups to the dives or anything. It was all just a bunch of flips and all that. And there were moments where Lucha Brothers kind of had, they kind of had body language like, ah. They had to wait on them. They had they, to wait on them a lot. Phoenix they, they is had, incredible. And he was waiting on them a lot. Yeah, there, there, were, there was body language from Lucha Brothers kind of like, guys, we could have had them a lot more invested if we took the first, I don't know, two and a half minutes of this match and chain wrestled a little bit, maybe yeah. a couple chest chops, <laughs> and and then we could have had him a little bit more invested instead of just starting with a, you know, a top rope plancha, man. Like it, it's, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I understand what you want to do, but this is just because it it, it wasn't unexpected. It's not. Right. I feel like what they were trying to go for, and I don't think this is a direct comparison, but it's what came into my head. I feel like they were trying to go for what uh, Triple H and The Undertaker did at WrestleMania when it just started balls to the wall 100%. The thing yeah. is, when guys like Triple H and Undertaker do it, it's completely unexpected. And then you, like, we didn't see this shit coming, and then you just stick with it, and it keeps getting more and more ridiculous. And it's, that's why it turned out to be great. When you see private parties start a match by diving over the top rope, it's like, yep, it's Wednesday again. Okay. Like, not, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing that shocks you about that. The thing about that's why to me, I like the, the, the Lucha Brothers are my favorite because they'll do that kind of stuff. But they're they're going to make you stick around for it. Like, yeah, like, they're oh, going to make you wrestle. Yeah, they're going to slow you down. Wrestle you a little bit. We'll throw a couple chops at you. We, we have a couple slams here and there. And then Ray Phoenix will work the ropes like absolutely no one else can. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so, you know, I, I feel like best in the world at that. Yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's that was an interesting one to me, that semifinal, because uh, it just it started 100 percent and it stayed 100 percent. But it just wasn't. Yeah. And also what you pointed out. Yeah, there was a lot of waiting for spots in that match. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a great look. No, it wasn't Phoenix. And I, I reported on that in my report, man. Phoenix was waiting a ton in that match. What the, like, he'll go and do a flip, something that you should easily be able to read because he literally purposely has movements in between his movements so that you can time what he's going to do and be there. Didn't have any of this problem and impact when they were going up against Sammy Callahan and them. None of that, right? But private parties, so fucking busy. They can't rest. I don't know if they can or can't. They're going to have to against uh, Proud and Powerful on Wednesday. 
That's going to tell the tale of private party. If they can't fucking wrestle uh, formerly LAX, I'm, I'm, I'm al- I already don't like them, but I'm, 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 I'm going to shit on them from here on out. Like, I give the benefit of the doubt. I really like them at double or nothing. Uh, and I like them at all out, too. And then I found out <laughs> that on TV, they can't tell the story, which I need to be told a story to. Like, my wife follows this shit. She can see it. She doesn't watch it with me, but she can see it. And she knows who's telling the story and who isn't. And she knows they're not. And uh, Private Party, if they were telling a story, it'd be a fucking children's book. <laughs> Straight up. It's all pictures and shit. Like, and, they, and, you know, one day, people are going to go back and they're going to dig through all of this shit and say, oh, you call them a children's book. Yeah, I did. Fuck them. I tell them that to their face. But whenever it changes, whenever shit changes, I'll be the first one to say, nah, nah, it ain't like that no more. I did not like Cameron Grimes one fucking bit. I was shitting on him, hating on him a little bit, probably a lot of it. But guess what? The dude had like two matches and I was like, huh, he's actually a lot better than what I thought he was. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to backtrack some of that shit. And that's fine, because what I was shown, I was thoroughly unimpressed with, especially when he was Going under the name Trevor Lee, people were just, all they were saying, he had so much credit under Trevor Lee. People were saying how great he is, and that transfers over. So I'm looking at this guy that's supposed to be great, and he doesn't impress me at all. But then he starts to impress me. I start to see things when he wrestled Matt Riddle. I go, huh, this guy's pretty tough. Let's see, let's see what he's got next week. If you can do that to me, that's fine. I don't want to, private party doesn't have me there. This is the last time they got me is let's see what they can do because they should have chain wrestled with the Bucks. They didn't. They, they I get why they didn't. They out they out spot monkey the Bucks. That's cool. They out spotted them. I could see that coming a mile away, too. Maybe that's the match they should have did. Right now you got to chain wrestle. Can you? Can you tell me a story? Because if you can't, I'm not even opening the book next time. <laughs> no, and on I, that uh... note. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I hear you. I agree. I think that's uh, that's that that's a good description of a uh, of private party. Yeah, you gotta you you gotta be able to tell me uh, a little story about it. And uh, uh, my my final thoughts on the AEW tag team division is this: SCU are your champions. Good call. Veteran guys been around. Can tell you a story like you mentioned. Awesome. Here are the bad calls. Stop having them win matches against high-profile opponents with out-of-nowhere small packages. It is not, <laughs> the, look, it is not no. the look you want them to have. When they beat Twice. the Lisa Brothers for the title with a small package, I said, dude, this match could have been... It, the match was going very well. I was going to give it a very good rating. You, 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 you listen to my show. You've heard my out of 10 style. Yeah. I was going to give them an 8 out of, out of 10 on that, and then I had to bump it down to a 6. Because you kind of won on a fluke, and I didn't really care for that. And then yeah. you know, last last Wednesday, you beat Jericho on a small package again, and and I could see it coming this time. Like I saw the I saw the suplex set up. I saw Jericho going for a suplex set up. First clue: Jericho never sets up a fucking suplex. <laughs> he never right. does. First clue: yeah. I'm like, I'm they like, telegraphed the shit out of. Pa- I said, if he small packages this. And wins, and he did. I went, man. They did the same thing against Lucha Brothers. This is ridiculous. 
And then they had their one legitimate title defense at full gear, which was And fun. it was a fluke. But it's just, come on, man. It's They're not, fluke champions, man. They were yeah. so, hey, that crowd, look at the front row of that crowd when they won those titles. They went, what the fuck? Yeah, like, they were like, really? They, oh, they killed SCU when they did that. They you, fucking you, murdered them, shot them in the head. Lucha Bros were already the biggest tag team in there. The Bucks are big for different reasons, but Lucha Bros are legitimately the biggest, best tag team in there, and they didn't get in the titles. There are right and they, ways yeah. to do out of nowhere, and there are wrong ways. That is the wrong way. You know what the right way was? I'll tell you, I'll tell you what the right way was. The right way was Extreme Rules in Philly the show that I went to, Alistair Black versus Cesaro, that mm. was the right out of nowhere, where they were in the middle of a match. It seemed like they were going to go for another eight minutes, and then Alistair Black gets a black mask out of absolutely nowhere, and then he gets the win. That's a good out of nowhere. The small package between the two best tag teams you've got to determine the first ever with the belts, no. What do you – I, I just yeah. don't – Yeah. I don't know why it didn't it's gotta work be... for me. <laughs> But it didn't. I would have expected that on a um on the defense against Lucha Bros. That's when yeah. you do that at because they're so evenly matched and the Lucha Bros know where they it shows adjustments in the Lucha Bros game. And they're you so evenly matched, you gotta catch them off guard and you small package them. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Get out of there, get out of there clean. It doesn't look like a fluke. It looks like you were just that much better than them. You small package a guy for a fucking championship, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, no, I, I agree. The, yeah, that, uh, yeah, SCU versus Lucha Brothers, not so much. British Bulldog versus Bret Hart for the Intercontinental title at SummerSlam in England, yes, good call. So I, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't, it, it's a very situational thing, but I think it doesn't bother me that they did it. It bothers me that they did it twice. They've done it twice yeah. now. It, like, all it bothered you're showing me. me is that SCU is a good enough team and then they just kind of sneak out a win when they need to. it's just not it's not an appealing look it's not it's not an appealing look it's it, it's it's the it's the most unappealing clean victory i've ever seen because they're <laughs> yeah. like hey we want them to win clean but it can't be so over the top because it's the lucha brothers or because it's chris jericho we can't be so over the top. And, and I guess I understand that. But then again, all that's going through my head right now is when I was at WrestleMania 35 and I saw one of the more perfect endings to a match I've seen in the past couple of years, which is when Kofi Kingston beat Daniel Bryan. Because it wasn't like reversal, reversal, reversal finisher. No, it was Kofi stared down Daniel Bryan and hit him yeah. directly in the face with the trouble in paradise for like everyone saw it coming. But that was right. the right time to do it. And I think it's, uh, and I know that's WrestleMania. You can't compare that to a regular Wednesday episode of Dynamite. I totally get that. But it's just, I don't know. I'm not, like, here's yeah. my idea of a small package, right? Let's say, the match you and I were talking about earlier. Let's say Lesnar and Mysterio go for 20 minutes, even if Lesnar's beaten the shit out of Ray for 19 of those 20 minutes. Yeah. And then Ray gets a couple on him. He hits him with a 619. And then he goes for the West Coast pop. And Brock hops up and catches him for an F5. And then somehow Ray rolls him up into a small package. 
that, I did it. <laughs> yeah, but actually, you just booked the hell out of that match. That's that, pretty great, actually. <laughs> I get it, but I just, I don't, I don't just, I'm sorry, but I, I'm, I'm still laughing because Jericho went to set up a suplex. He never yeah. does that. He never yeah. does suplexes, like, ever. I don't get it. No, I, I mean, no, you, you're right. I, 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 I have, I only have a problem with the first one because I don't expect Jericho to be hit with any finisher. So, yeah. cool. You have to roll him up. And yeah, I like that it was Scorpio Sky because that does set up a story. Um, mm-hmm. But I definitely don't like that they did it to win the championships. Winning them, fuck no, because that's fluke shit. You want to, you want a championship on a, like when 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 Cody did it. I know when he did it for uh, against Nick Aldis at All In. I know he did that because it was a homage to how it was done before. I don't give a fuck. You hit this dude with your finisher in the middle of the ring as we do today, and then you pin him. Don't roll him up. Roll ups are bad to win titles unless, like you say, you literally got. One over on the guy after he had gotten you so much. It wasn't that. This was 50-50 matches, and then it's like small package. And you can't have a 50-50 match like that for your title. You cannot. Can't yeah. do it. You know? Yep. But yeah. Uh, so, on that note, this is Sportacus, and you've been sports entertained.